0: Hello, I'm Ari. Hello, I'm Nick. And I'm here, boy. Hey, you used (laughs) mine. And welcome to this extra, extra, extra special episode of Postpone. It's three extras. First off, because I am hosting. Second off, because it's the 69th episode. And third off, because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. But we yeah. are back at it, and back at it with two movies: one being a guest recommendation, and one being the spotlight film. The spotlight film being Fifty Shades of Grey, and the fan wreck being uh, Gone Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as it don't I even hosting... it don't even
1: feel like a hiatus for them. They won't even know. It's
0: they won't. The last know because, one was yeah. the hiatus, <laughs> and um, the one before. But we're back. Maybe. Oh, true. Yeah, this is the. I thought. Yeah, ours. We just kind of posted the other one. Regardless. Um. It is my duty and oath as the host of this episode to ask both of you, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I just got back from uh, from a little trip. Uh, went to went to
2: Monument Valley. That was that was a good time. And now we're back oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite all right, Ari. Uh, got finals coming up. I'm studying for that. Uh, talking to old people for a history project. Very exciting. Mm. Uh, yeah. Lots going on here, you know. Uh, we wind yeah. down. Poor yeah. soul on the quarter system. Yeah. I'm also very excited to talk about these two films today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my first time back in Cali in a minute, so who knows? Maybe my audio will be clearer. Maybe there'll be less distractions. Maybe I'll have a better analysis. Maybe you won't be able to hear him over the sweet waves crashing against the Damn beach outside. straight. Yeah. Uh as, as far as I know, there is
2: very little news for today. Uh yeah, you know what? I I do have a little bit of news. Let me tell you about this. It's it's hardly relevant. Um I have two tangentially linked pieces of news. Um the first thing, you know, normally I wouldn't cover a story like this, but it it does tie into something more important. Um Cannes Film Festival is honoring actress Jodie Foster with the Lifetime Achievement Palme d'Or. Now, I didn't know that uh that they even had palm doors for people i guess this is just something they do uh jodie foster of course famous for such films as uh silence of the lambs and taxi driver uh which which won her an oscar or at least an oscar nom when she was 13. so that's pretty exciting mm-hmm. but you know what else her role in taxi driver caused um it caused a madman to try and assassinate the president i don't know if you're fully aware of this but john hinckley jr Shot Reagan in 1981 to try and impress Jodie Foster. Why? I don't know. He was madly in love with her, and he thought that hey. would work. I've, I've I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know why I would have. It's based off of Taxi Driver, like that specifically. Um, n- n- it's it's possible. I I think when we talked about Harvey Weinstein, I might have mentioned this guy because he held held the same prison that Harvey Weinstein was held at. Um. But you know, uh, he has been let out. And I don't I don't have any reason to talk about this. I just want to. John Hankley Jr. now has a YouTube channel where he does acoustic covers of, of Elvis songs. Um, oh. this is a very strange timeline. Elvis is Elvis in Missouri. Is in Missouri. <laughs> I don't this, understand that. This the only thing that could be better than this is if like Mark David Chapman covered Imagine by John Lennon. The man who shot John Lennon, who is still in prison, su- surprisingly. They let out the guy who tried to kill a president, but they still have the guy who killed a beetle. So maybe the Beatles are bigger than the president, not Jesus. They're bigger than huh? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so um, that's my view. I just happen. wanted to talk about that.
0: The guy was released, and the girl who's, who he was trying to impress got the lifetime achievement of Palme de yes, yes.
2: He was let out in 2016. And among the things required of him to be allowed out on parole, um, he's not allowed to own any firearms, obviously. I think that makes sense. But he also can't own any of Jodie Foster's films. He can't visit any presidential graves, like any of them, not just Reagan's. He also is not allowed to watch porn. Um, I don't know why they did that to him. (laughs) I feel like that would have helped get get some of the angst out of the way. But he's made up for it by writing original songs and also covering Elvis Presley and Bob Dylan. So there you go. He's got a YouTube channel. Yeah, I I found out about this a couple days ago because I'm I'm just on top of my game. And today it's a big news story. It's being covered by things. So I beat the news cycle, but it doesn't count because I didn't say anything about it. Fair Um, enough.
0: Yeah. All right. That is an interesting piece of news. <laughs> yeah, it's got the least.
2: nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. I don't even get to cross off a president because I've already done Reagan. So unfortunate. We'll get to them all. Well,
1: I yeah. guess you could say that Jodie Foster, um, at some point is is she she's going to have to leave <laughs> and head towards France to pick up the Palm Door. And she will be trying so hard. She will will be a
2: gone girl. (laughs) Oh my God. All
0: right. Take it away, Wesley, as you are, uh, you're, you're in control of this one. I I, I am in, I'm in control. Um, we, we had a, we, we had a lot
1: of, a lot of fan recommendations. Well, one fan who has previously been a guest on this podcast, Rita has Mm -hmm. left a lot of movies for us to watch. Um, we, we've done one already. It was possession. Uh, we already know how we felt about that. Um, uh-huh. But uh, we figured we, we'd dive back into there because, you know, we only had a... In only... case
2: you don't know, because not everyone might have listened to that, uh, I loved it. Wes liked it. And Ari despised it with every fiber of his being. Yes. And sure. understandably, because of this, he was reluctant to do another Rita suggestion. Um, I was. And I said, no, it'll be fine will do gone girl um, okay so we'll see whether or not that paid off because yeah. this is also a film about divorce in a lot of ways uh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know if just so... trying to tell us something but <laughs> exactly
1: uh so this movie basically short premise uh girl goes missing and her husband is blamed for it and uh maybe he did it but he probably maybe didn't murder maybe murder um where's the body yeah maybe maybe she's just getting milk from the store i don't know um
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna get cigarettes yeah
1: yeah but uh, anyway twists and turns aplenty i don't really want to get too much into it without spoiling it but uh yeah that's basically the premise um i really like this movie this is a movie that uh i've thought about recommending in the past which is uh why i was all behind us uh doing this as a fan rack even though i've already seen it um Mm -hmm. It was a movie I wanted to share with you guys at some point because I, I think it's really interesting. I think it's really good. Um, it's not my favorite Fincher, uh, but it is up there. I do like it a lot. Uh, I love the music. I think the acting is just like absolutely phenomenal. Like uh, Rosamund Pike in this, like oof, get, get her, get her a Palm d'Or for this role. Uh, Tyler Perry is really good. He's actually a mm-hmm. real actor apparently, um, and I think Ben Affleck is like part of the like perfect casting for this.
2: <laughs> I ben affleck is part of the cast yeah he's part of the cast
1: no no no, i think but i
2: think just the casting of him in this role it it fits really well um it's nice to see ben affleck want to be in a movie yeah that's like a rarity now Yeah, Yeah. so i appreciate that exactly
1: um i mean maybe maybe they were holding his real wife hostage for this but Mm. you never know um yeah no very enjoyable i like i like the plot i like the twists and turns and you know kind of like the psychology of this uh and uh i think it's, it's a really it's a really fun thriller um i will say like the very like i like how the story ends but like the very last thing in it is just i mean it's intentionally kind of leaving it up to like you don't know what's gonna happen next it's uh you know but uh i don't know the the, the like the immediate ending of it i wasn't sure if i loved that part but uh, overall i really like this movie um, I have a feeling I know what Nick thinks about it. So why don't you tell us?
2: All right, boys. I I want to begin this by saying this is our third David Fincher film. It's our second this season, and I think back to two? back. Uh, Fight Club mm-hmm. and Mank. Yes, I I could have okay. sworn we did Zodiac. Like I really thought we did, but I don't think that happened. Nope. No. Um, I think it was a possibility. Have you even um, seen Zodiac? Yeah, Z- Zodiac's okay, yeah. solid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 me too. Um. Yeah, so I think David Fincher, in a lot of ways, he is to the thriller what Alfred Hitchcock is to suspense. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not really anyone else who does thriller in the way he does. Um, Seven especially. Fight Club has elements of it. Uh, Zodiac has elements of it. I think most people, when they think thriller, they think of a movie like Seven, if they have seen Seven, right? Mm-hmm. So I went into this knowing it is one of David Fincher's movies, knowing it's received pretty well. And let me just say, boys, I was like an hour into this movie, and I was like, sometimes I get in a state where I'm so excited about a film that like it's difficult to finish it because it's like I I just want it to like keep going. It's uh-huh. like fuck, what's gonna happen next? And that happened pretty quick in this one realizing I was only an hour in, I got really excited because I'm like, I'm not even halfway through. Let's see what happens next. Yeah. This movie takes you all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenally acted. The yeah. acting in this is really, like, the best part. And it 100%. got to the point where I wasn't even thinking, oh, that's Ben Affleck. I was just like, this is a guy, right? His si- his sister in the movie, Carrie Coons, is also, like, like really, really good. I like the detective girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... Tyler Perry is great in this. Like, I wouldn't have even guessed it was him, because I've only ever seen him in *Medea*. So that was, that's a pleasant surprise. Neil Patrick Harris is fine in it. Rosamund Pike is wonderful, as everyone says. Um, I have a lot to say about this, but I think just in general, I think it's, it's a very, very effective thriller. I think it has a lot to say about, like, the media, especially, because Uh, you know, while you're watching the film, you realize, like, uh, even if he is innocent, it's like everyone hates him because of the news. You know, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that a lot. I was also thinking, like, wow, this is a movie that makes me care about an asshole. You know, it's like high fidelity in that way where it's like this guy's not great, but I want him to win because he deserves it. Mm -hmm. And also because the antagonist is like, oh, my God, it just it, it kept escalating. And I never at any point wasn't on board with it, right? There were a few moments that I was like, eh. But I actually really liked the ending. Um, it, it made me not sleep for an hour because I was thinking about the ending. And, like, fuck, I, I want to know what happens next, you yeah. know? But I think that's the point is it's, like, I, without spoiling it, like, it, it makes you think. Yeah, um, mm-hmm, definitely. I, I was also thinking, like, I don't know what the hell Ari's going to think about this movie. Um, so I'm very excited to hear what Ari has to say about Gone Girl.
0: Yeah. Well, I had very low expectations coming to this film because. Really. Well, it came off of Possession. the same list that Possession was on, That's and true. then I, it's I didn't know nothing about it except Ben Affleck was in it, and like I, I don't really have an opinion on Ben Affleck. I mean, up until this point, because I only saw him in that it's I remember. It's hard to have an opinion on him. Yeah. And um, what's the Goodwill Hunting and Batman? Yeah. He's and also, memes. he's also
2: in Dazed and Confused. Uh, he's one of the bullies. Oh,
0: true, yeah. but I forgot about that because he's like barely his appearance is very brief. Yeah, yeah. I think but um, I I didn't th- I thought it was gonna be like like a, just about a marriage where the woman is. I thought Gone Girl was a metaphor for her being, like, mentally gone. I thought it was going to be, like, a mental mental health movie and marriage movie. Mm -hmm. I was very happy that it was, like, it was more mystery and thriller instead of just straight, like, stress and emotions. I mean, there was a lot of that, obviously, but I was really happy how this turned into a, a mystery. And there was a point when, like, this is a long movie, and I thought the movie was coming around to a close, and I checked the bar, and we're less than halfway, mm-hmm. and it still kept me uh, engrossed in it. Of course, all the acting was amazing, and I, I actually did really like this movie. Yay. I feel... I'm... The ending was good, but I don't think I felt fully satisfied. I'm not sure if that's the point of it, and that's not really a critique of the movie, that's just me, but... I actually really like this movie and it might not be because it's the best movie i've seen in a minute but it's it might also be part of my super low expectations i had going in Mm
3: -hmm.
0: but yeah absolutely loved it absolutely loved all the things that it was saying bluntly but like it, it was also like a weird take on a lot of issues i don't know we'll get into it more later but it was it, oh, it kept me thinking, there was not a lot of cliche I could find at all, so it kept me stimulated throughout the entire duration, and that was, you know, a factor of how interesting the story is, all the twists and turns that just kept coming, and I didn't see coming, mm-hmm. and then also the amazing acting. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I really, you know, point out, like, this is great acting, but I think for this movie, you know, that's it's one of the biggest, one of the strongest parts about this movie, is that I, I, I do think the acting is pretty much phenomenal. Yeah. I think
2: the the script also in yeah. general like it, it it has a few shaky moments in the beginning especially but like as it as a complete thing because it's this is based on a novel and the script is written by the same woman who wrote the novel um, it's like a very very good tight script you know and I yeah. think David Fincher works best when he didn't write the script um, <laughs> or like, his
1: dad didn't write the script
2: yeah. I, I feel bad because I liked Mank, but it, it objectively, you look at, like, this, and then you look at Mank, it's like, well, no, this is infinitely yeah. better, but yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, this is a movie I definitely watched again, um, uh, never mind, I was gonna ask, this is,
2: did this win any awards? That's, okay, the thing that I was shocked by looking, and, like, part of the thing that made me Uh, really surprised is like looking at it after this was nominated for a single academy award it was nominated for the script or no it might have been nominated for rosamund pike's performance um but like overall a lot of people were like this is a good movie but it's not seven it's like well fuck you no movie seven i would argue you know seven is great seven is objectively a fantastic film i i'd sooner watch this again than seven and i watched it last night you know mm-hmm. like I I feel like there's so much to get out of this whereas Seven's just like Seven's just kind of like oh look at this seedy disgusting crime film this is like I love every character even the characters I hate I'm like I want to see more of this person uh-huh. it's like there's a whole world in this film and it does that very well Seven is a nice concise story this is like a peek into a disgusting universe that's terrible to live in and then you realize oh, this could also just happen in real life, you know, Mm -hmm. where some situation like this gets horribly mutated by the news, and then it's like, well, what do I do about it? I can't. So, oh, God, it's just everything pissed me off, and I loved it.
1: Well, speaking of the story, uh, why don't Mm -hmm. I give a
2: a very brief synopsis
3: uh,
1: of this? basically ben affleck he's a guy his wife goes missing uh he comes home one day she's not there and there's it looks like there's been a fight there's a shattered table he calls the cops they start investigating but he's suspect number one um so you know that he gets keeps getting drawn on him meanwhile on their anniversary
0: mind you what is it
2: on their anniversary
1: on yeah on their anniversary uh meanwhile he's hiding something you know she's has this scavenger hunt for him but he's not really helping the cops solve it he's kind of doing his own thing and then we find out that he's having an affair um mm-hmm. with uh, one of his students uh because he's a professor um and so then anyway he, uh he he keeps finding things that um there's like a bunch of purchases that he supposedly made on the credit cards that like he never actually made and he finds them in a shed and he realizes that she might be setting him up uh in order to make it seem like uh like uh he murdered her um and then meanwhile Mm -hmm. through all this it cuts back to it cuts back to her writing in her journal about like uh just kind of going through their relationship about how initially they were like very very happy and all that and then uh they it kind of waned as it went on with the recession and all that um and then about like halfway through the movie um when uh he finds all the stuff in his sister's shed and like the cops are kind of like really really getting on him uh, it, it it cuts to her and she admits what what she's actually done and it's that she's faked her own like kidnapping to the
0: viewer not to anyone else yeah to the
1: viewer yeah uh she because yeah she she's narrating as if she's writing this in a journal um that mm-hmm. she's faked her her, her uh, kidnapping to try to get Ben Affleck Nick Dunn uh to be arrested um because she doesn't like him he's cheating on her um and so she's she's done like this the most like elaborate plan she's like watched a bunch of like true crime documentaries to hash this plan you have to find a dumb neighbor that that helps you you know with your alibi and all that um anyway so she she's pretty much hanging out at this like motel or whatever just waiting for it to die down paying attention to the the story meanwhile he goes to tyler perry who's this defense lawyer because the cops are after him so Uh, they kind of do this investigation stuff together so they can clear his name. Um, and he goes to some of her ex-boyfriends. She goes to one guy who said that, uh, she, she, she claimed that he raped her, but really it was her that, uh, was, like, more abusive in the relationship, but then, like, uh, he, he he pretty much, he, he pulled a similar stint on him that he, that she's doing to Ben Affleck now. Um, he also goes to Neil Patrick Harris who was, like, obsessed with her in, like, elementary school or whatever. Um, and, uh, he he, oh. he won't budge because uh, I guess he's he's just still obsessed with her. Um, so anyway, uh, meanwhile at the motel, cr-
2: it's crazy that in a movie about a woman so fucked up that still the Neil Patrick Harris character is, is my even least more favorite character. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh-huh. oh.
1: uh-huh. Yeah. No, everything about that is great. But anyway, in the motel, um, she befriends some of the people there, but she accidentally drops a money bag one day, uh, and they they see that she's rich, so they steal the money from her. Um, and -hmm. so now she's, she's penniless. So she goes to Neil Patrick Harris. Um, she meets up with him and he takes her in and she's like, Oh, I, I love you so much. And I just wanted to escape Nick. Um, meanwhile, Nick goes on TV, uh, saying how much he loves his wife and how much he wants her to come back. Uh, and then she, uh, this really this really moves her, and so it motivates her to hatch a new plan, which is that she is going to fake getting uh, assaulted by Neil Patrick Harris, and then kill him in self defense. So she does all this stuff, uh, and the the house is full of cameras. So she's like, leading up to it, she's uh, like pretending to get in fights on the cameras and stuff. Uh, and then eventually she slits Neil Patrick Harris's throat and then comes home and everyone's like, oh my God, she's back. And the story she says is that Neil Patrick Harris kidnapped her and has been keeping her captive and that she killed him to get away. Um, and then she's pretty much forcing Nick to never leave her because if he ever does, then, uh, she she can just blame him or yeah, it, it looks bad for him. So he's stuck with, her for another 18 years because she's now gotten his uh he's she's gotten his
2: semen and has inseminated herself she like stole his sperm from like a fertility clinic yeah oh is that
0: what that implied
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like way way early in the movie they mentioned that he went to a fertility clinic and then at the end she's like yeah what are you gonna do about it bitch (laughs) and it's like oh my lord and then it ends with the same shot that it opened with. Uh, and he's like, and what
1: are we going to do to each other? Yeah. Now,
2: as I've said, I have a lot to say about this, but this is a podcast with three hosts, and Ari, I feel, sometimes doesn't get enough say. So I want to hear Ari talk about this movie. What does Elvis is in Missouri mean? It's, I don't know. <laughs> they say it like two, three times? What does that mean? Well, I don't know. When, Tyler Perry when, uh, thinks uh, he's Elvis. I don't know. <laughs> when, uh, When Elvis would... Uh, when Elvis would come on stage like the opening line would be an announcer would say like Elvis is in the building why is Elvis in Missouri I don't know why is Tyler so Perry Elvis say, I don't know
0: who is okay
2: oh wait I know why I know why why
1: Uh, it's because the Elvis is Alive museum is in Missouri <laughs> it's this guy's <laughs> RV my dad's been there Um, it's this whole museum dedicated to this, like, theory that, oh, this is still alive.
2: Has your dad just been to every strange roadside attraction? I believe so. I believe he's so. He's been to Carhenge, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. In Oregon, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: have I seen Tyler Perry in anything? Possibly. I haven't,
1: unless you've seen the Medea movies. <laughs>
0: I well, he's, he's
2: movies. also, um, I'll look it up. There's another, like... Is he,
0: like, one of the main... Is he Medea?
2: Is he one of the main people in Madea? He is media He, he oh, writes okay. Medea. He also... Uh he he like started the Oprah Winfrey network with Oprah and he's a oh. fucking like he's got like 20 billion dollars. He's a very very a successful bin, businessman who also happens to be in shit movies. Um he he was in Star Trek. He was in 2009 Star Trek. He really? was Admiral Admiral Barnett, yeah. Interesting. He also is in Vice, which I don't know if you saw, Ari, but he plays Colin Powell. That is true yeah okay, you may begin now I may begin is that all you have to say <laughs> oh there, i'll I'll say
0: more as things come along, but you know that was the first thing i had to add, the first question I had for you off the
2: bat all right um so I think the first thing i want to say um this movie uh a lot of it i I don't even know where to begin There's there's like so much I have to say okay
0: well i the worst part to the movie in my opinion was well, mm-hmm. one of the worst part was the first and last like thing the cliche that there weren't many of this in, those in the movie mm-hmm. i i didn't feel like it was necessary what or, the, what cliche was the sa- the same shot was first and last and the same words and it's mm-hmm. supposed to have given it new meaning in light of what has happened throughout the film but well, he just wants yeah. to spoon her brains out and see I, what she's i doing.
2: i think it worked
0: um, it works, but I think it was unnecessary, especially with like following the rest, the quality of the rest of the film. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I suppose I I almost saw it. Not even I don't remember exactly how it opens. I didn't even see it necessarily as like oh it's the same shot. I thought it was literally the exact same shot. It's not like all right, I thought so it it's was not a flashback. It's not the exact same shot because in
1: the opening she has
2: longer hair, and then
1: that's right. At the end that's right. The short hair. I don't know. Um, I
2: think it worked just because it's like it it the movie ends with just this defeating feeling of like fuck he loses you know Mm -hmm. and i there there are moments okay this film is very good at making you like the these characters as i've said very real feeling um it's it's hard to make a likable asshole in a film right mm-hmm. it's 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 a very thin line between I hate this guy and I like this person who's not great, you know, um as I said, I think high fidelity does that well, mainly because he learns by the end to be less of an asshole. but in this movie, I remember the moment that Ben Affleck's like little girlfriend comes in, i I had this moment of like, wait, fuck, he's terrible, you know, <laughs> which I don't even think is like bad in the grand scheme of things but once you have the context of oh his yeah. wife is missing and you find out oh no he's keeping the secret i realized later the movie did to me what the news is doing in the movie like mm-hmm. i reacted the way the people who see the news of this girlfriend would react and i'm like oh no i fell for it right but as as it goes and you know like that's a shit thing but he even says in the movie you know just because i didn't kill my wife doesn't mean i'm a good person you know mm-hmm. And when, when that scene happens and he has the talk show interview, right, mm-hmm. and then the, the girlfriend comes out and says, hi, I'm the girlfriend, he, he, he could have killed someone for me. I think it's possible. I'm also not wearing any skimpy clothing. Look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm the good guy in this situation. I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. what's he going to do now? You know? I thought it was, it was like a comedy of errors. It's like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I'll do it. I'm like, don't do it, buddy, don't do it we don't see what happens it just cuts to them in a taxi and the sister's like you were so fucking good I'm like okay is the movie going to live up to this is so good and I watched that scene and I had the biggest smile I'm like David Fincher you mad dog you fucking did it because because Ben Affleck looks directly into the camera and then like says something that only his wife would understand he says something about like you know i know you're out there i know you're alive uh-huh. um he, he implies he says something about the past and then he does the chin thing that has mm-hmm. happened throughout the movie and when he did the chin thing i'm like i get it i know what this i i was i had oh it was, it was I, good. I, <laughs> I i so rarely have ex- ecstasy when i watch a movie yeah, uh-huh. and i was like this poor, movie yeah. did a fantastic thing and realizing like oh that was so good and then i was like oh no now she wants to go back i'm like no it's just gonna happen again and then when the ending comes and it's like ah, he's stuck in it again i didn't know how to feel i was like at least he's not in prison but is this better you know yeah
1: no he's kind of in his own prison now
2: it's like oh it was so and i hated the woman who kept the the fox news lady who kept saying like is he an incestuous (laughs) bitch? yeah yeah female tucker carlson that was also very understated i could see like a like a a parody almost of of a Tucker Carl- that Carlson type being annoying. Well was that Tucker Carlson real? even he wasn't actually a thing it in was it that big back then. I don't think. Uh the movie takes place in 2008, so I don't know. But it it, it, it was like V, v for Vendetta yeah. has like a caricature well, it, yeah. of of a Pierce Morgan type. Yeah. That's different though. That that obviously is supposed to be a caricature. In this it felt yeah. like a real person. I reacted yeah. the same way I would if Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson came out and said this guy raped his wife, you know, I'm like, dog. Yeah.
0: Oh. The thing oh. is, like, we know he's a terrible person. Yeah. But, but it's... she's
2: worse. <laughs> yeah. thing, no, but the thing, not that's
1: that's why I think like Ben Affleck is great casting for this because there's a point when like Tyler Perry is preparing for the interview and he's like, try not to sound smug, and I'm like, literally, like, this is so good for Ben Affleck because no matter if he's even saying the truth about his wife. Like people are just gonna think that he just, he just seems a little smug and like that's like it, mm-hmm. it, it works so perfectly for that character.
2: Um. Yeah, and uh, by extension, the character's name is Nick. Not that a, a character needs to have my name for me to relate to them, <laughs> but he he did he did the same. Th- I know you didn't like Manchester, but one of the reasons I really liked Casey Affleck in that movie is like his like inability to display emotions, right? I can have emotions, but sometimes I don't have the right emotions in the right moment, right? Mm -hmm. There have been moments where I should be very sad, and it's like, I am, but I also don't express it, you know? And I was thinking, like, God, if I was in this situation, I'd literally be doing the exact same thing as Nick in this movie. Mm -hmm. I'd do some dumb shit, I'd make the wrong facial expression, and everyone would hate me. And I'm like, oh, God, it's so real. I know this is how things work, because I've had people be like, why aren't you sad? You should be sad for me. I'm like... Ah, ah. Uh-huh. Like, everything felt so logical
0: <laughs> and, like, the reasons felt so grounded. It's, it yeah. Nothing felt like it was taking place for the purpose of pursuing the plot. It felt like this is a logical thing that a protagonist would do. And even when he's explained that to uh, his mom, uh, his uh, wife, his missing wife's mother, like, why are you smiling in this photo? And they have this argument about, like, you know, being polite, whatever. Like, I can't just... Con- like, it just makes sense. And that makes... Yeah. That would, that's true in real life. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And it also, it's it is an exaggeration of the media in some ways. On one hand, uh-huh. but on the other, it's just it's it's a natural progression. It's not like uh, sorry to bother you, but yeah. it, it presents the same type theme almost. You know, yeah, with the media and how they pretty much disappear immediately after. Like when they right after uh, his wife is like discovered, you hear some he's walking in his yard. You see someone say, "Oh, hey, Nick." whereas before he couldn't like leave the house Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i exactly and you know in real life i feel like they'd probably be interested in oh she's alive she's back let's hang around for a while and figure out why but like when when the fox news lady comes to interview and he's just like you constantly told america that i killed my wife and she's like i just follow the story honey i was like Mm -hmm. oh Oh God! But uh-huh. well, like that's that's what they do, you know. Yeah. You it can't. Hurts. What are you gonna do? She
1: reports it? and you decide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to talk a little bit about I think like the the feminism with Rosamund Pike's character and how mm. like I think it's really well one vaginal imagery we've talked about this before okay. when you slit someone in the throat that is the equivalent of because stabbing someone is phallic imagery but slitting them in the throat. That's vaginal imagery um, yeah and <laughs> that she's on like this quest for liberation and like what we were talking about earlier with uh, how yeah Nick doesn't even have sex with her for her to get pregnant she literally like gets herself pregnant which is like probably like the one of the biggest like in, uh, like forms of liberation that she can find um, so it's really interesting yeah. how she
2: she does all yeah. this to to get um, free by extension like again you know terrible person. Mm-hmm. I, I was never rooting for her, but, like, even... Like, I was also, like, I once I found out Nick was an asshole, I'm like... You know, I don't even blame her for running away. It's just, like, why do you gotta make him go to prison and die, you know? Yeah. Right. But because, like, she doesn't... It, it It's not even entirely clear why she gets that aggressive with him. But it's also not, like... It, it's It's not apparently... It's not immediately apparent that she's, like, evil. It seems at first, like, she is running because she thinks, oh, well, maybe he could kill me. And for a while, I was like, maybe maybe he could? Is, <laughs> is the movie going to pull, like, a, like, a, oh, Psyche thought the main character was good? He's actually the villain. I was considering it. And there's a point where, like, once he started talking to the other people, I'm like, oh, okay, so she is just insane. But I also felt bad for her when they when the guys beat her up and took her money. I'm mm-hmm. like... now what's she gonna Mm. do i'm like why should i care she's evil you know
1: yeah but but there's not really any like good guys in this yeah i i like the sister she's just so far beyond
0: everyone else in terms of just cruelty like all the things that she does including the murder and then like of course the what she did to uh like, she ruined three guys' lives, pretty much, yeah. in this film. Mm-hmm. One, ended, the first, one <laughs> ended one of them. Ended one of them. Who knows what's going to happen to Ben Affleck at the end. And yeah. the other guy who can never get a job uh-huh. or a girlfriend ever again because of the first allegation. And then, not on top of that, you know, just doing the worst thing you could possibly do for, you know, feminism and the movement. Just, like, taking advantage of, you know, people trusting girls who actually are victims to those kinds of things. And yeah. then just running with that. And she's, it's just... she's the ultimate femme fatale.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. She is a or fatal verse. femme in uh-huh. many ways. I, yeah. there there's a quote from the uh from the author of the book. She said when she finished her first draft she said, Fuck, I just killed feminism <laughs> Which you know, is a wonderful quote to come from a woman, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I really like the book I wrote, but it says some some wild things. And I the thing that like annoyed me is a lot of the people who didn't seem to love this movie explicitly talked about like it as as misogynistic in their reviews like i read some of them cuz i wanted to see how someone could hate this there are a few people who are just like why would i like something so depressing but there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who said this is bad for feminism it's like women can be villains too is yeah, about feminism yeah. you know i don't
0: really see it that way yeah yeah i mean and... it's possible But, you know, you got to be able to tell a complex story like this, you know, and that's what makes it extra unique, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: because if you if you told it from the other perspective, if you just swapped the roles, you know, and Roseman Pike was Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck was doing this, that's as fucked up, you know, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing. It's just like. it, It makes more sense for the story to be, you know, the 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 woman is the hero in the media, right? because mm-hmm. i can't see fox news saying well actually the guy who you know uh ran away i don't think they decide that a woman killed him you know yeah. and that's that's one of the things with the media in this movie is like they they know what they think before anything has even come out and they're just waiting for him to fuck up you know the and lawyer, he does a lot yeah. the lawyer and the sister are the
0: only two people that are like worth rooting for the entire people you mm-hmm. will meet yeah. you know
2: yeah and even even the the lady cop like flip-flops oh, oh, and i god. i love her whole arc of like oh god i don't know what to think yeah because if i was seeing these clues it's like it all makes too much sense and when she's yeah. like ro- roasting Rosamond at the end and she's like well actually where how did he get the leg and she's like struggling i'm like oh god is she gonna mess up uh-huh. and then she goes oh if you weren't so incompetent i'd be dead you know and it's like oh no she's still gonna win uh-huh. Cause, like the thing is you cannot
0: like, she held out from arresting Ben Affleck mm-hmm. for as long as you can possibly imagine someone doing so without, you know, maybe getting fired. Like, everyone yeah. was telling, yeah. him, you know, arrest this guy. She There's no reason for her to really, like, suspect anything else. She has no uh, clues otherwise. But she just, she has an inclination towards the right thing that no one knows is the right thing yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that wasn't enough at the end, you know. And then she's... Because she knows there's something wrong when she is eventually found. Like, what is she going to do?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You're going to blame her for eventually almost arresting Ben Affleck when, like, she held out more than you can almost, like, more than you can anticipate anyone in their position to do that. And then you can't turn around. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing to say nowadays, but, like, you can't, you can't turn around and accuse a woman who just went through what she went through, according to, you know, what we know. I know it's really vague when I say it's like, this woman who just went through a disgusting sexual assaults, as far as, you know, the police know, and then mm-hmm. interrogates her on framing her husband for murder. Yeah. yeah. And then it sucks because the lawyer eventually just ditches on him, because, you know, I guess that's not his wheelhouse, yeah. but... Well, yeah, because well,
1: Nick's not going to go to court anymore,
2: so... <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but And what is he going to do? Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. the wild thing is you know the end there's a lot going on in the ending um i almost feel like he wants it you know by the end because he's definitely mad when she shows That's what up I go
1: uh his sister uh things
2: yeah and i agree mm-hmm. with her because like she could ruin his life but at the same time she kind of already has you know
3: uh-huh.
2: like everyone's gonna hate him if he leaves after that but it's like if I, if I saw a real life story of that happening and then he left at the end, you know, my immediate assumption wouldn't be, oh, okay. So she tried to frame him for murder, but I would be like, well, okay, what, why? I don't know if I'd immediately be like, fuck that guy. I'd be like, well, that's weird. That's very strange. I wonder if something else is going on there, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and, and also like the interesting thing is that we don't know what their relationship was actually like because she does like she lies in the journal to the cops and she lies right. in the movie to us about like what what actually happened in their relationship so like exactly. like do we believe him that like she actually was like a terrible person or you know do we believe her that like that she was trying or do we or neither of them right and uh like who
2: knows what what the dynamic is actually going to be The wildest thing is to get the media on his side, he has to pretend like he he legitimately loves her Uh and misses her. And and that's 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 what makes her come back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I know it goes either way, but I I personally believe that he does not want to be with her. Mm -hmm. I know you could... I, I see why you would think so, but... I just... I don't know why I don't see it, but I straight up don't. The amount of... Like he acted so realistically to, you know, he would locked himself in his room and never even touched her and, you know, was reluctant to even hang out with her. I would be terrified for my life around her. And, you know, he, he, I think he pushed her against the wall to do until he found out, I think that was as he found out that she was pregnant, like, yeah. at, like with his baby. It's like, he cares about his child, but I feel like that honestly is the only reason because, he doesn't care about what people think of him as well as far as we're Mm -hmm. as far as what we've seen through the movie he just wants he might be a flawed person who just wants sex and solitude and things you know to go simple Mm -hmm. and he might make some bad decisions because of that but i don't think he's attached to this woman who is different than she was than she is now oh sorry than she what who is different than who she is when he married her
2: yeah is it I guess genetically it's your child at that point, but, like, he just <laughs> left. It, is it... He had nothing to do with it, really, you know? He's, yeah, he's yeah. basically just a sperm donor at that point. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. Yeah, but this child
0: is destined to a terrible life if you know that this person's gonna be the mother, and it is also genetically your son. I feel like there's an obligation there, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. When, when it comes out that she was pregnant, supposedly, yeah. and everyone turns on him again, right? And then he announces during the Fox interview, we're expecting... And he, You know that clip from the Batman v Superman interview where he looks depressed? He yeah. does the exact yeah. same expression. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, literally, yeah, because I, I noticed that so like, the, the news host goes over to hug her and he's just like, oh, no. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> not even
0: faking for the media anymore. He's uh-huh. just sad.
2: Why... Are we supposed to assume that that was because if it's an announcement, it's it's a baby, right? No one questions like she's been back for a week. How's she pregnant? You know, you don't know well, that. Sure. I think she's at pregnant. that point,
1: it's been like three weeks, maybe, since she's been back.
2: I don't know how long these things take. I, I, oh, I, I, it, I assume it's a while. I don't know. Her it
0: story j- is that the first baby was killed in an assault.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. okay. So this is a new one.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was like, I "Oh fuck, it's Neil Patrick Harris's baby." Oh, actually, not Benjamin Ackleflackles. But then, like, <laughs> is are, is it is it clear sets like when they say like, "Did they say like, oh, I stole your sample from the thing'?"
2: I think, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. we know, we know about the We know
0: it's Ackleflackles. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Almost his own there.
1: Yeah, because also I don't even think she has sex with Neil Patrick Harris until she kills him. Yeah.
0: But she does, and she does gets
2: you know. It does finish. You know what he does? I'm, I'm not positive. I think he does wear a condom in that scene, though. Huh? Did I show see that? It. You don't, you don't see. Oh, but oh. I, I vaguely remember the crinkling of plastic, and assuming <laughs> that's what that sound was. Supposed I don't to imply. think so because if she's trying to frame this, she,
0: the whole point of the, like her letting him finish was to have that evidence. You know. That's yeah. true.
2: Yeah. Maybe I might be thinking of the next movie, but I can't imagine they'd wear that in that movie no, either. No. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm thinking of a, a movie that we didn't watch. Um okay. I'll you get were to thinking of the
0: movie of, of your life.
2: Uh I definitely because was Neil not the Harris... of my
0: life. <laughs> no Patrick Harris is gay, right? Yes. Okay. And he has he been out for like as long as he's been famous? He, I mean definitely uh, before yeah, while, this movie yeah. came out, yeah. Okay. He
2: no, nah, he was out during like How I Met Your Mother.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. i think they i think they do a really good job of characterizing his character without telling you anything like yeah it's it's because like the whole time that she's over at his place um it seems like he's like you know a a pretty nice guy and all that but you just know like you just know that he because he went to like an asylum or whatever or like a a mental institution for being obsessed with her like you know Mm -hmm. that he's he's a little messed up in there and she's just like she's just like playing this game using him as a pawn um yeah. and I, yeah. I think that whole part is just like it's really do interesting. we even know what he does no i don't know why he's so rich bro he's, he's like he's, loaded whoo you know stats. What? for someone who had to go to a mental institute, mental institution
2: like damn maybe okay i was gonna say one of the few things while i was watching the movie that i was like i don't know if i buy that is when he randomly shows up at the casino and it's just like oh it's you. I no know no, I think right? she planned
1: that. I think yeah. she knows that he goes to that casino and she wanted she to She planned get... that. I think yeah, okay. she wanted yes. because she that's was what out of money. She yes, yeah, she was out of money so she wanted him to Okay,
2: that's her in. that makes more sense. I I thought that it was I was going to go the other way and that like when Ben Affleck came to her to his house you know, and he oh. turned him away. I thought that was like, oh, maybe she's out there if oh. she does this weird shit. No, I,
1: I think that, yeah. I think it's 100% her plan. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he I, works, I it, maybe he's he just being a stalker is again. an operations <laughs>
0: guy at a casino. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe, that's, that's how he made his well, money. Maybe they his just his met casino. there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. That's really yeah. why I'm so stacked. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, oh my God, that. That scene when she slits his throat is so brutal. It's great, it's wild. I, I was it. not expecting. I love
1: buddy he, he. I love also like when he like falls over on the bed and like there's still blood squirting out. And, I yawning.
2: wonder if.
0: Yeah. Crazy.
2: I wonder if. Okay, because um, I watched a documentary at some point about the MPAA, um, and there there's not really rules. It's just whatever they feel like, um, but one of the things that's like most likely to get you an nc-17 is combining sex and violence like once there's blood and tits in the same frame it's like well i don't know about that you know <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: so i'm surprised that this movie had she's so covered in blood mm-hmm. well it's like, r-rated right it is r-rated but i did we watch like an unrated cut
1: no i don't know i i would i i, never... I didn't see it in theaters when i saw it first but i would imagine that that's it, a lot it,
2: to be shown. Yeah. How does it
0: work? Maybe. Is it is, after R-rated, they just not rate it? Not C-17? NC-17. Yeah. It's just you can't go even if you're with... Like, yeah, so it means no, no child children. under
2: 17. Yeah. They used to use X. That's what X originally meant. rated R
0: was no child under
2: 17. No, 16. but you could go with not, your parents. You can go with your parent to C oh, okay. 17. Or oh, okay. I don't think you can bring... C- or, like yeah. there's a certain. It's like under 10 you can't bring into an R after a certain time during the day what it's a weird thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. it gets specific but not nah, um yeah no it, it's just an i guess maybe it's fine um mm-hmm. but like that the oh god everything about that i was like where's this going i don't know how i feel yeah, about this i liked it um, I, I like the whole the whole boathouse that that
1: whole arc in the movie it's all great
2: yeah, when she first, like, ties the thing around her ankle and, like, goes and starts banging on the window, I'm like, ah, oh, she's up to no good again. She's up to no <laughs> good. It's, like, it's just such, it's such a movie. Yeah. if It this is was, such a movie.
1: If, because, I, you know, I believe that her plan changes, you know, once she sees Ben Affleck on that talk show. If, though, mm-hmm. her original plan had really been to kill Neil Patrick Harris, this is actually the perfect crime. Like... <laughs> yeah, <wait. laughs> like that, obviously that's not what she originally intended to but it's yeah. just like the perfect way to get away with murder she's done
2: yeah oh god like yeah i mm, i was gonna say the only thing that i don't really understand is like that if she was gonna kill herself and like they'd find the body i don't i don't know what the trail of clues to lead to her being found in a lake would be especially if like, even though he doesn't have an alibi because he was at the beach, he, that feels like something he couldn't have done yeah. in the amount of time yeah. that the crime supposedly took place.
1: Two things with that. I mean, that. he could have, I was just going to say, he could have killed her a while ago and then waited to call the police, right? That's true.
2: He, but, like, even in the beginning, like, obviously he, he wasn't not... in love with her at that point, but, like, even from the opening, I was like, it is a little weird that he's not, like, my wife, you know? Uh-huh. uh yeah. So, it does, like, a really good job of, of setting you up for the twists.
0: Yeah. yeah. For with the river thing, two things with that. First one is, there was a clue It says, up the river. That was the last clue. Yeah, which was, you know, maybe it's double, meaning jail. I know that was jail, but yeah. apparently that means jail. And also, like, literally, a river. Mm-hmm. And also, I think her goal was, she can die whenever she wants, just so her body will resurface at some point. Just because they yeah. find a body doesn't mean how long it's been missing in the river. No, but Nick's just saying, like, when would he have been able to dump the body?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, logically. but
2: Um, he could have also kept the body somewhere and then dumped it later. Yeah. In the That's shed. a thing. <laughs> That's a
0: thing they do, I guess. If his only alibi is his sister, and the, his alibi is at the beach, like, for... We assume he was there for hours, long enough to, like, do the blood, clean it up. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of plot holes. I can't, really. Like, there's just, like, super minor oh, things. It's like, a really... It's,
1: it's pretty tight. When did she,
2: when she hide all the shit in her shed, you know? But I think that even gets explained. I mean, he's gone... We can
0: assume he's gone for a while. Well, no, but it's the sisters, so she'd have to do when the sister's away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, they they work at the bar. They work at
0: the bar together, so she probably knows when they're working. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that implies, I think being that they had when they were talking about uh ben having his affair there or nick having his affair there um that's she it's one of the places where she doesn't go and she never yeah. goes in the shed and you know makes sense because sure. they never found it for like a while because also she didn't do that all at once yeah so, i mean she had to buy things store and probably store them in the shed who mm-hmm. knows little robot dog little robot dog i appreciate that they they named their
1: bar the bar um that's funny which is yeah we're changing the name of the podcast
2: to the podcast when when uh yeah. the cop initially is like ah, oh, I, I like the bar it's got like a meta name i was like mm. the movie has a meta name gone girl that's what happens you know? <laughs> um, they didn't even say the name of the movie in the movie did he say the line i didn't kill my wife does he pull yes. a, a fugitive he, he did i think he looked into the camera and said it This this is what The Fugitive would have been if Harrison Ford wasn't an action star, I guess. It's the same exact movie. It's him trying to prove his innocence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Um, well, his wife is not the mastermind (laughs) mastermind in The Fugitive, but sure. (laughs) We don't find out who the mastermind is, so it very well could have been. Um, Yeah. Music. Tell us, Wesley.
1: I like it a lot. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. There's a lot of, a lot of great ones. Uh, my favorites are back. Yeah. My favorite track is Technically Missing, which is the one that plays when she's explaining what actually happened, and she's like, technically Doctor missing. Miss Soon out. to be presumed dead. It's, it's a banging track. But uh, I no, I, I enjoyed the music. Did, the question is, did you guys notice the music?
2: I did, yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, I, saw, I saw their names pop up, and I'm like, oh, I'll pay attention. Nice. There
0: was a lot of suspenseful score. Yeah, that, like that was not omnipresent, but it was. It did not give. There wasn't a lot of silence. I feel like in this film, mm. there was always like a at least like a droning synth that was like. Brr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I... Um... Yeah. I mean, they do. They do it for a reason. It does give you It suspe- Does add to suspense. Uh huh. Yeah. It wasn't. I not it, it was nearing the edge of being like okay, you can settle down, this is getting annoying,
2: but I don't think it quite met that mark. I was going to say I wonder if he did uh, Seven, but he didn't. That was Howard Shore. Um, I do not know this movie you speak of. So seven. Seven, so, so seven. Um, it's a oh, so seven. And, you're right, yeah. It's a uh, it's the movie that he made right before Fight Club. He might have made some other in between there, but he, he did... Uh, it's like a serial killer a serial killer is doing crimes based on the seven deadly sins. And interesting. It's that's 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 a very good film. Mm-hmm. Um the fucking end credits to Seven has a David Bowie song over it, which you wouldn't expect works in Seven but it does. He picked like the one gritty David Bowie song. Uh-huh. Interesting. And I I didn't even notice that the first time I watched it, but I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Um but yeah no uh it doesn't seem that Trent Reznor had anything to do with it but he did do the main score which oh. is a good score. So so the person who did the screenwriting
0: for this also wrote the book. Yeah, yeah for this movie. The yeah. screenwriter wrote the book as well and that was the only thing that was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, is she a screenwriter just happened to write a book or was she just actively both or did she just dabbled in and is very skilled in epic Let me check. No, 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 script? okay.
2: She did, she got a good amount of awards for that, um, yeah, like, she got a a BAFTA nomination, she got a bunch of, like, those film critic awards, she was nominated for a Golden Globe for it, the Academy Award was nominated for Rosamund Pike for the acting. It's a shame because Ben Affleck received zero nominations for acting, except for the Golden Raspberry Awards, which said... Hey, you used to be in bad movies, now you're in a good movie, you get the Redeemer Award. Ooh. Um, Which is a shame cuz he's good, but like even even Tyler Perry was getting nominated for like for like supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Um which he won for the the African American Film Critics Association. He he tied with J.K. Simmons for Whiplash, which is also a very good supporting performance. Um
1: uh, yes. African American J.K. Simmons.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> um maybe the academy just doesn't like or i guess film credits don't like genuine but subtle acting yeah as yeah there's
1: to, no cr- there's no crying and there's no screaming in this so there's no snot you... bubbles is it even there's, acting there's a good
2: amount of crying there's a it... uh, from not from ben affleck from, from the girl yeah from uh from the sister i think okay let me see what was nominated for best picture that year okay birdman american sniper boyhood Grand Budapest, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, Whiplash. Look, three of those could have been replaced with yeah. Uh Selma was good. I I don't know. Boyhood is shit.
0: So Rita, I think you have redeemed yourself with this. Rita gets the Razzie
2: Redeemer Award. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And and a Nick for choosing this one specifically off the long list. Yeah. To help with thank that. Thank
2: you, thank you. Um I, I fucking loved this. So, good job, Rita. Yeah, thank and you. good job, Wesley, for almost recommending it. Great job. I would have you? done it eventually, and then
1: I could have gotten the credit. Yeah. Wow. That just wow, means wow. that
2: eventually you'll recommend Social Network, is what that means. <laughs> is this an yeah. ultimatum? <laughs> it's a question. It's a consideration. It's for your consideration. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and
1: speaking of for your consideration...
0: Yes, next spotlight film, because... That wasn't even the spotlight. It thing. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, next film, a very saucy film for a 69th episode. Get seated, ladies mm. and gentlemen. This is going to be, be saucy. It is It uh, 50 Shades of Grey, 50 Girls Goner. No. <laughs> 50 um, Shades <laughs> Anatomy. Yeah. So. Th- this is a film that I chose. Do because... you know that Grey's
2: Anatomy is based on a book? Yes, there's a like book it's based on a medical Grey's. textbook. Yeah, 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 called Grey's
1: Anatomy. That's, uh, that's really? all I wanted to. Say. I mean, it's I think it's only... just the name of it. I don't think the story like
2: is in that textbook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might be in the appendix. <laughs> <laughs> um, how how many notes do you guys have on this one? So many.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh... I got like I got
2: like two minutes in. And I was like, I need to start writing. Ari, before we talk about this movie, um, I just want to say th- there is a tendency on postpone for Ari to recommend yeah. films when we do a double episode. And. Yes. Almost always when we do a double episode, you recommend something you've not seen before. What do you
1: mean by a double episode?
2: Like to any episode, episode where we do two movies, right? But we didn't
1: even know we were going to do two movies this time.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, but when, when Ari recommends movies that he hasn't seen before, there are two possibilities, right? He's either recommended Twilight or he's recommended There Will Be Blood, right? Yes. <laughs> and there's not usually a middle ground. Um, I'd argue Legend might have been middle ground. I, I liked that. Um, I like Legend a lot. But, like, you know, he'll recommend Chinatown. He'll recommend uh, Death to 2020. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad when I don't like 50 shades of gray, <laughs> because it's, I think you knew that really. was going to happen. right? Yeah. well, okay. so let me getting into if I don't like 50 shades of gray. Yes, if. if.:
0: Yeah, so getting into why I chose this, I did not choose this because I thought it was a good film. Mm-hmm. First off, I, didn't, I haven't seen it, but it is our 69th episode. And neither of you guys had seen it, so it was almost this perfect fit. I'm the guy who recommended all the Twilights. This is a household name movie that neither of you guys have seen, and it's all about sex, mm-hmm. and it was initially a fan fiction of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had to be done. My hands were tied here, wink, but I like I had no choice. Oh, that was a to
1: reference there. to how uh, Rosemond Pike tied up <laughs> <laughs> the first mm-hmm. boyfriend's hands.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, so... First off, I'm going to give a quick synopsis of Fifty Shades of Grey. It is a romantic film about a girl who falls in love with a disturbed rich millionaire, billionaire, something, very rich CEO, Mr. Businessman. Batman. Yes. Who um, is very kinky. And that's pretty much the premise. He and doesn't, it's like, he, he doesn't do, do they romance. work together? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,. Without further ado, my opinion on it. So I was expecting virtually like very, very little sex because every time I heard about this film, I'm
2: like, ooh, sex film. And then they're like, no, there's like no sex. Mm-hmm. In it. That's what I heard as well. If if I may, the version that we watched was uncut. I do I do know for a fact that is the unrated version. It has oh, a different ending books? also than the real movie. Wait, what? Really? How do you know uh, what I'll get version to that. I watched? unless you didn't watch it on OK Free Movies.
0: I didn't watch it on no OK I watched TV, it on Apple oh, then I don't know what I, you guys I watched watch. it on Apple.
3: Ew.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Apple TV, whatever. Right, so, I don't know I Because they did it on a plane. Within Wait, plane. so we might have seen different endings?
2: Well, we'll find out. We'll find okay. out. Okay, it, okay. We'll the out. same thing happens, it's just edited much differently. Okay. But it ends the same way for both, technically.
0: Okay. okay. So... My opinion of this film is it was it was exactly what I thought it needed what I thought it was and exactly what it needed to be. It was like perfectly make funnable. It wasn't doesn't have a gripping story, but you know, it had sex, it had the Twilight vibe where everything was just kinda like weird and funny. He has like phone calls where he says like I forget what he said in the phone call. I watched this, like, two weeks ago. But, like, I laugh because, like, I need the numbers by tonight. Or something like that. You have 24 hours. And, like, he's all stressed. Um, I... This is not, like, a formally good movie. But it was entertaining to watch on the plane with Chloe. And that's Mm -hmm. all I needed it to be. So, yeah.
2: I Um, was gonna ask if you watched it with Chloe. I'm glad to hear you did. uh Uh-huh. You consistently make your girlfriend suffer through the worst films <laughs> no well she also watched the second half of gone girl with me well that that's fine it's fine at least she didn't watch possession
0: damn straight but my homies back in bloomington did yeah. anyways uh wesley yeah. tell me how do you feel about this film
1: ari <laughs> i'm sorry to do this to you but look We've watched some bad movies on this podcast, okay?
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: <laughs> I think you have managed to recommend the worst movie I've ever <laughs> seen for this podcast. It's hard. It's hard. Because really? Click
2: Click was bad. Like, Click is insufferable. And hey, to be fair, no one technically recommended Click, though. <laughs> That's true. The, you, the God. you picked it. Yeah. <laughs> Random
1: probability uh, recommended Click. Um, Worse
2: than Jack and Jill, then
1: worse i'd say worse than jack and jill because it's it's less funny to make fun of and more cringe i think uh well i mean jack and jill is cringe but that's cringe that i make fun of this is some some cringe that i make fun of and also just some total utter cringe like Mm -hmm. this the writing is dog shit and at least like in jack and jill al pacino is kind of good um I feel like the acting in this is, like, all terrible as well. Like, I know some people think that Anastasia's good. I don't. I think that it, it, it's all terrible. Um, it's like, yeah, Waterloo. Like, Waterloo was, you know, it was boring, but, you know, it was impressive. This is just, like, I, this is, like, <laughs> really bad. And, like, you know, like, when I talked about Close Encounters, um, yeah. and I was like, it's pretty simple. Like, it's just aliens, and they don't realize this. The first half of this movie, like, it's just BDSM. Like, come on. It's They make it seem like this, like, huge mystery of, like, what is this guy into? And it's not even that weird stuff. He just likes to smack a little butt sometimes. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, got, I got things to say about this. Um, I guess it was fun to watch, but not really, because it's really, really bad, and I hate the characters and the acting and the writing
2: in this, um... Wes, are you saying that this movie is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up?
1: That's one hundred percent what I'm saying. Um, why does he even say that? Like that just comes out of the blue. It's uh, that's he know? so funny? That so line is funny. so
2: good. It honestly, I laughed so hard at that. It rivals "You Named My Baby After the Loch Ness Monster." <laughs> yes, like it that was is the bad. perfect yeah. negative
1: ten. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but but the up one there with, with I don't make love. I fuck hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: it's literally
0: like this is a porno except it's worse um okay. except there's like it's not it's not like it is a movie in terms of like mm-hmm. it's not i get what people were saying when there's not a lot of sex yeah mm-hmm. because if you're expecting like you know what the, the stereotype yeah, is for the there's, focus there's, there's there's quite getting. a bit
1: of sex but anyway there's one yeah, redeeming there quality is. of this movie and it's the fact that he tells her, This is my playroom, and she says, like your Xbox and stuff. Xbox and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best line in
2: movie history. So I guess it's ten up out of there. ten. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um boys, I love this movie. Really? <laughs> um, here's the thing. As I Let's started go. to watch it, I got 20 minutes in and I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. The dialogue, as Wes pointed out, is, I'd argue, worse than Twilight in most cases. Mm -hmm. Like, it is bad dialogue, right? But then I thought about it, and I'm like, the book is bad. Like, I've seen excerpts from it. It's a terribly written book, right? Mm -hmm. So I started to think, what if this movie was made ironically? And I know (laughs) it wasn't. But I I started to imagine, what if this was made as an ironic comedy? And then the movie became so much better. (laughs) Because... (laughs) It, it If you... Like, I can't say that the movie is good, because it's not. But I, I feel like the people involved knew that. Because something that I did by sheer coincidence yesterday... A short film went up on the Criterion channel. And it's from the director of this movie. It's her first short. So I'm like, let's see if she's just bad. And it's a very good short. Like, it, it is about these two punks in the 70s. These two punk kids... Uh, uh, bonding over a buzzcock single. And by bonding, I mean fucking. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's legitimately good. In 10 minutes, there's already more character than either of these two people in Fifty Shades have. And also, it's kind of fucking hot. Like, it is a legitimately passionate and romantic film that I'd argue, even in its 15 minutes, goes f- far further than anything in Fifty Shades does, right? Uh-huh. And I, I, I felt like, hold on, I really liked that. I could have watched a feature of this. This was interesting. Um, so why is this movie so bad if a competent director made it? And I think it's just because this movie could never be good. No one could ever make this movie good. So I went into it knowing it couldn't be good. I think the director went into it knowing that. I think Dakota Johnson went into it knowing that. I think whoever the hell this guy is went into it knowing that. And I think they just had fun. Um, Jamie Dornan. I I hope to God they had fun, because there's nothing to get out of this movie if it wasn't fun to make. It's just cringe. It has some of the worst lines in film history. Some of the funniest lines in film history. Mm -hmm. I would say, objectively, I think it does actually get better as it goes on. Like, the dialogue gets 2% less cringe. I... Uh, Wes West clearly disagrees. I think Dakota Johnson is fine in this. If you consider she's playing, she's playing Bella from Twilight. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like she is parodying Bella from Twilight, and she does a fine job. I will say though, this movie just made me <laughs> wish I was watching Suspiria instead, um, because I don't know. I don't know how Luigi saw this movie and said, "Let's get her to be the lead of my movie," <laughs> but she's good in that film. She so is, like, yeah. so like, and also. That movie... Oh, God. I don't want to talk about Spirit again. I mean, I love it, but I, I'm sure Ari doesn't want to hear about it. That's um, all right. My biggest problem with this movie is it sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing... There's, like, as much as I... I think it could be even a four. Like, I got to the ending, and I was pissed because the movie just ends. I don't think that's a spoiler. It just ends. Yeah. Nothing happened. Like, it ends in the middle of a cliffhanger. Um... Which, fuck you for thinking this deserves a sequel. And fuck you for making me want to watch the sequel. But, like, other than that ending, it never really pissed me off. I never thought, oh, this is the death of cinema. I it, I was just like, this is a subpar movie that's boring. Um, and it's too long for its own good. But it's also not offensive. Like, I never thought, oh, God, this is cringe. Well, I, I thought that a lot. But I never thought, oh, this is a bad thing to exist i think it's fine it just it why you know Mm -hmm. um movies are very tame normally you gotta go deep to find like porn so i didn't think this movie would be a good representation of what's in the book but it also feels like super vanilla in terms of as far as bdsm goes right that's what i'm saying like i'm i'm not into most of the things in this movie or anything in this movie um Mm -hmm. But there's a part—I guess this is—I'm doing so long to just talk about the movie. I should save these points for the thing. Yeah, but I've got a lot to say return, but I don't want to spoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save some points for the actual thing. But it, it just felt like—it felt not like a good representation of what BDSM actually is. And it doesn't need to be. It can, yeah. It can—bad word to use, but it can pervert that idea— it just—it's like why? What is what is this for then? Mm-hmm. Did did middle-aged couples go to see this movie and be like, "Ooh, spicy!" Like, who is this for?
1: Yeah. If you like, I I would argue that stamping someone at a train station is more scandalous and kinky than some yeah, something. Literally, yeah, literally,
2: closely watched trains has a, a hotter scene than this. Like, even fucking Gone Girl when they fuck in the bookstore for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, that's better than any scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing in this movie that even remotely came close to being like, ooh, was the, the, the scene where they go over the contract and they don't have sex. I was like, this, this, this might lead somewhere. And then it doesn't. And I'm like, the movie did something right by, by just teasing you. Uh-huh. It did something right. And then every other scene is just like, ooh, isn't it spicy that he has little furry handcuffs? It's <laughs> like, fuck you. but I don't know. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I want to (laughs) talk about all those points. However, I want to get through the plot first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Anastasia Steele is an English uh, major at Washington
2: State University. Terrible name, by the way. I laughed so hard when I heard her say Anastasia Steele. That's a funny name. (laughs) Fair enough. It's definitely a porn star (laughs) name. And her her friend is. uh, Her best
0: friend, who she's rooming with, is going to do a. an interview with 27-year-old billionaire, Christian Grey. And um, so they kind of hit it off a little bit and Christian sees something in her while she's doing the questions, which are atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like that scene was so funny. The like, yeah. questions were terrible and everything. Anyways, um, turns out that um, Christian invites Anna to coffee, but leaves very abruptly and convinces that that's not his th- romance isn't his thing, and he sh- they shouldn't be together. They kind of go back and forth on, like, he's like, oh, I can't stay, I, I, we can't be together, but I can't leave you, I can't stop thinking about you. He buys her a shit ton of gifts, and then they go into, so, so they start seeing each other, and then Christian insists on a non-disclosure agreement about telling her about all the things that they should do together, and later brings up a... A whole contract about like, ooh, these are all the kinky things we need to do. I want your consent for like whips, gags, blah stuff. Saying traffic lights toys as
1: to whether or not you're okay with this.
0: Yeah, yeah, the uh the yeah. safety words and stuff. And then Anna reveals gasp, she's a virgin. And then like they have that sex the a few funniest. times, like
2: vanilla. I the closest I ever came to feeling bad for her was when i was like oh this is like your first drink being like pure vodka right you're Mm -hmm. going straight on the deep end here Uh yeah but hey he goes easy at first
0: (laughs) so christian keeps giving her gifts he's sometimes romantic because anna wants romance out of this and christian just wants the hard sex um so like they visit uh She visits her mother in Georgia, and then Christian kind of like sneaks after her and meets up with her. He's super jealous and protective. And then, uh, they keep seeing each other, but Christian is emotionally distant because of business problems. Mm -hmm. And then they eventually sign, she eventually signs the contract, and like he wants to punish her quote-unquote for rule-breaking. And, um, upset and disgusted, Anna breaks up with Christian. Thinking because she's
2: he slaps her butt a few times and he apparently... doesn't
0: she like hang from like the ceiling like nope. by the hands that's
2: that's one of the things she doesn't want on the contract okay she says no suspension no suspension <laughs> which and of the th- things is on is there, the contract
0: like, it's like a butt whip i think
2: yeah
0: but it's not it's, a whip it's, it's like a, it's, it's like
1: no it's like those things it's like a like a cleaning <laughs> fucking like duster or something yeah
0: yeah and I think there's more to that, but the, uh, it stops there in terms of the, uh, the, the plot on Wikipedia.
2: It stops there, period. Yeah. That's yeah, where no, the movie stops ends. with them, her Oh, because then, yeah, and then they leave and there's like Christian mm-hmm. Ray through the elevator. Okay. I think the difference in the versions, because I, I know for a fact I watched the unrated version. I assumed that Apple TV would have the, the theatrical cut. Um, there's flashbacks. Did you get flashbacks in yours? Yeah, it was like a montage. Deal. Yeah, did you get in yeah. yours, Ari? Of what? At the just end. from the movie, just flashbacks right before it ends. I don't know, I don't remember. It's been two weeks. Okay. What, does the theatrical one just end with the elevator? Is she crying on her bed at the end? I don't, I don't think I remember that. Look, either way, the it ends with this montage of like flashbacks to the rest of the movie, and I'm like, like I hadn't been paying attention to the time code at that point and then when the credits began i was like fuck you come on you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that made me angry cuz yeah. it's like this isn't this isn't the 7th harry potter you don't get to do that you uh-huh. don't you don't have that right yet you know like even even the second to last twilight ends with an ending you know mm-hmm. it it has a cliffhanger but it's still like the baby's born it doesn't end with her giving birth, you know? It ends after that. So, and it ends with that classic line about the Loch Ness baby or whatever, I think. Um, so, look.
0: into what we are talking about earlier with the quote-unquote super, super crazy kinky stuff. I feel like it's more supposed to be alluded to than what's actually shown.
2: You yeah. know, because
0: in reality, they don't do crazy, kinky things.
2: I wonder... Like, but, like, the room is
0: full of actually, like, like, full-length whip and, like, wooden shit and, like... It feels to me like the writer is, like,
1: an old person who doesn't really understand this. And, like, it's more so that the set designer was just like, here's what it should actually look like. But that this is... It feels like the movie is just people who don't really understand BDSM just... And, like, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I'm just saying that I know that there's definitely way worse stuff than is, is in this... Um, yeah. And I just feel like the people are just like,
2: ooh, wouldn't this be risque if Pulp Fiction goes further. Do you remember the gimp in Pulp Fiction? The guy that they yeah. keep in the box? Yeah. Like, that's fucked. This is like, ooh, I'm gonna slap your tits, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. okay, you yeah. know? Yeah.
0: And also, she is a virgin in the film. However, yeah. I feel like you'd need
2: more context of the book. And like, I feel like it's supposed to allude to things in the book. That's Maybe. what I would assume. Yeah. I... Look, I'm never going to read this book, because no. But, (laughs) like, I'd imagine the book might go more into characters. Because if it doesn't, I don't know what even there is to make a movie out of. Well, here's the
1: thing. Can we talk about the fact that there is, like, absolutely zero chemistry between these two people? Like, I do not understand why, like, immediately they fall in love with each other. Because when they do that interview thing, like, there's... Other than she doing the Twilight lip bite at him uh (laughs) there's not really anything there like i don't understand why they're so into each other and i never figured it out in the entire movie like what's going on here like what do what do they see in each other i guess he he sees in her maybe he's like oh this is like a little virgin girl i can like that i can corrupt
0: but well i think he was just attracted to her physically initially mm -hmm. and that's the same reason throughout the thing it's just a single physical attraction i like you as opposed to anyone else you're just you know you turn me on and Um. to her i mean she's he's technically like he's a thing girls want you know it's not it's not supposed to be an emotional thing i think that's supposed to be like a part of the story i'm not saying it's being like intentionally like complex in that way it's just like it is a simple like sexual uh plot Mm -hmm. and she thinks he's hot as hell and mysterious and rich and you know that's enough motivation for her. It
1: does feel a little emotional though to me because he like he totally Edward Collins her like he is a total creep like he stalks her yeah. and like I, I was I was so when he like he goes to get her Shows at, the up bar, at the bar yeah, yeah, I was, was I was bad. like what is going on because like hey. she's not even that drunk like hey. why is he so being so protective of her like
2: he is and again I think this is why I hated the movie for the first while is like he is. In it, uh, you know Twilight School of Romance, he is creepy from the beginning until they start hooking up, and then he stops being creepy for a while. So it's weird that he's a gentleman. Like during these like scene, he's like you uh-huh. know I want to make sure you're consenting to everything. I want you to feel like this. I want you to do this. And then he goes to like South Carolina or Georgia <laughs> or what? It's like dog. Uh-huh. You why you know? Because
0: he's protective. It's, and okay. misunderstood. It's just everything like a classic person who grew up with twilight you know obsessed over like yeah. you know those kind of things would want you know and you know stalking and like being way too like uh like attached and way too like controlling is creepy but it's not creepy if you know you're a billionaire handsome man who is the protagonist in a, a movie like
1: this. <laughs> that, that's true
0: you know i don't understand then it's why sexy.
2: <laughs> there okay i think a certain level you know, obviously not for everyone, but for some girls, a certain level of forwardness and assertiveness might be an attractive trait. You know, showing mm-hmm. up at the bar and when when you didn't even tell him where you were. What? No. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> you mysterious. Know? It's, it's, nah, that's that's too far, bro. That's he he shows like... up in her house at one point, like they're already doing stuff by then. But it's he like, also dog. sells
1: her car without her consent. He just like. He just sells her car to buy a new Which one. Which
2: is why I think this is a funny movie. Because, yeah. like, I, I would never... Okay, unlike Twilight, I can't see myself watching this for fun. I don't think I could ever sit down, even even if I don't hate it, I don't think I could sit down and say, you know what, today I'm watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. But if it came on and I was with people, I could say, you know what, this is a funny movie, let's watch it and make fun of it, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like, I it's like funny if you imagine it as a comedy it is funny when he's like i sold your car and you imagine the laugh track and she's like christian you know (laughs) it's like Uh he has no concept of romance which is fine i think that suits his character but then what does she see in him yeah like i understand what he sees in her like he might be like oh all the other girls they're just into the kinky stuff but you aren't into the kinky stuff, so the fact that you're receptive and willing to try it, that might be an attractive thing to me. Mm-hmm. For her, for her, it's like he's got money. Yep. Well, okay.
0: This <laughs> imagine you're either two things. You are uh, tween age when Twilight came out, and then you watched all the series, and you're invested, and you're a big Edward or Jacob fan, right? Mm-hmm. Probably Edward fan. Who knows? And then, oh. or you're like oh. a house mom or a mom who read the book, right? You don't need the characterization
2: to like him. I, I before you continue I want you to guess which of those two things EL James the author of this is. Oh, which one? Bearing the in mind is? that it is a fan fiction. The fan fiction? Which category do you think I'm the author is from? I think, it. I think I think
0: I I thought the fan fiction would be um
2: the first one. You'd imagine that. Those the house um, one. She was forty five when the first Twilight came out. Oh, um, I'm not surprised. Well, because she is this, currently book, 58. this book resonated Maybe, with because I mean, like it's, this isn't well, like a no. young adult book. This is
1: like a like soccer mom. Like, ooh, I'm gonna yeah. read this while no one's
2: looking. Kind of. Thing. I I found a a statistic that uh, I was thinking about the movie. I'm thinking the people who came from the book are probably the older, but it's the people who watch the movie. That's that's true. Yeah. Um, and I I'm sure it's probably more based on the book than on the movie, but. Is is this book the fan fiction, or is this book based off of a fan fiction? This book is an adaptation of the original yeah. fan fiction that she turned into something else. So and she you wrote can a fanfiction, fiction, it. and I'm guessing okay.
1: Edward Edward's Christian Grey. Uh, yeah and then at some point people were like this is really good and then she was
2: just like she saw the movie first in 2008 she saw the movie and then started reading the novels and became obsessed with them she read them several times in a period of a few days and then sat down to write a book basically a sequel to the Twilight novels between January and August of 2009 she wrote two such books in quick succession that explains a lot writing two novels in that period of time those are Uh long books too um she then discovered the phenomenon of fan fiction and so she published her novels as kindle books under the pen name snow queen ice dragon then she started to write 50 shades um so i feel like she adapted the idea of twilight into a non-vampire situation the difference is in twilight edward for all his creepiness does love bella you mm-hmm. can't argue with that yeah. she loves him and it's understandable he why doesn't like to fuck hard he doesn't want to. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm sure that, that What's Her Face feels very strange about the fact that, you know, her Mormon sexless vampire books were turned into the the highest selling piece of smut in, in history. <laughs> um, the Kama Sutra sells less copies than, than Fifty Shades. Well the the angst
0: of the Twilight it just they just capitalize. It's it's more teenage angst than you could possibly fit in one medium yeah. and it had yeah. to explode in the logical yeah. next step now we're which we're young adults this sex. sex
2: yeah and it's like i i can understand wanting to go crazy I, I with quote-unquote bdsm
0: but more the idea of it than you know yeah. actual it, like
2: it is crazy a crazy shit sterilized version of what that is right and i i understand why the book exists because i can see that being popular Ooh, this thing that i've heard about <laughs> let's get a little peek and even uh-huh. if the peak is inaccurate it's like okay well that's what i understand about it now you know yeah and it's like well then why make that into a movie because then the movie's just not good you know it's there's nothing to get out of it it's not spicy if you i i again i've read excerpts of the book the book gets into graphic graphic detail mm-hmm. about what they do if you're already sterilizing bdsm you don't then sterilize it even more for a movie because then what does the movie have you can't show
1: that stuff yeah
0: so like did did the people in the, like who watch 50 shades like this movie it gets pretty poor ratings yeah I... I feel like this movie is it's selling a title yeah, no, this feels definitely like
1: they did not, they were not trying to make this good. They were just trying to capitalize on the fact that this is a popular book. And so if they just make any movie, then people are going to see it.
2: The, the trailer was the most viewed trailer in 2014 until the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer passed it. Keep in mind, that means we're talking big numbers. Yeah. Uh, the tra- a trailer aired during Super Bowl. Um, like, the marketing campaign is good. Because it makes it look like the movie is spicier than it is. Because all the trailers are like, are you curious to take a peek inside this alternative Mm -hmm. lifestyle? But it's like, no. It was released on Valentine's Day. Like. I wouldn't be surprised
0: if they put more effort into or money into the marketing than the film because that's what they're selling. They're selling people to get into the theater, not to watch a movie, you know, that is quote unquote, you know, a good film. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And. Not everyone cares about movies. There, there are people that'll see this and like it, you know, and that's fine. Thinking it's a masterpiece. But if you watch this and you get something out of it, good for you. But you're wrong, you know. <laughs> um, and wow. the critical response made sense for that. I, I, I could have sworn at some point I read an article saying, like, the actual... BDSM community was like, nah, this isn't accurate or good. Um but if you are, you know, a spicy young couple and you see this movie together and you say, wow, tie my fucking ankle to a bedpost. <laughs> sure. At least at least they didn't see this movie and said, Mom, get the fucking whip, you know? Uh-huh. Like <laughs> uh It's it's just so strange and confusing i mean it's it's predictable it's exact it's exactly what i thought it was
0: it i feel i I think it's really clear like why it was made how Mm. and like i feel like it accomplished its goals and watching it i got what i thought i would get out of it yeah and to me it was you know it had the rights you know amounts of you know bad writing acting mainly writing to find it's you know funny to watch yeah. and enough different things happen to not be boring mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I should clarify I do think this is the worst movie that that we've seen on the podcast it doesn't mean it's my least favorite I think that that's still got to be quick mm. like I definitely hate click okay. a lot more than this but I think that this is a worse movie Interesting.
2: I, you know at the like the movie looks fine for the most part at least mm-hmm. um,
1: it's got phallic imagery uh, when she goes to his building, it's a big dick. <laughs> She's looking yeah. up at his big cog. Uh,
2: it it also... Um, the editor of this film was Anne V. Coates, which is a name you might not immediately recognize, but she is one of the most accomplished editors in film history. She edited fucking Lawrence of Arabia, which is... <laughs> like famous for its editing yeah she won an oscar for that she she edited elephant man you know she edited out of sight like she's a good editor and this was the last film she ever edited before she died and you know what i did not notice the editing as being bad (laughs) so it has that going for it true except for that ending with the flashbacks i didn't know why that was happening it's weird that two big songs came out of this too Like, the Ellie Goulding song and the Weekend song both come from this movie, Mm. and both were nominated for a Golden Globe or an Academy Award, respectively. Um, Now, I want to hear some fun facts
0: about the film. Please. I'd love to. Okay. So, first, uh, Christian Grey was supposed to be originally um, cast by Robert Battenbat. Surprised? Maybe. Probably not. And um, they weren't looking for um, Kristen Stewart, though. Because they thought that'd be too weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get either of them. Also, they also after it fell through with Robert Pattinson, they wanted to get Ryan Gosling, but that fell through. So those are just some funny names I saw. Oh, I know. Also, also,
1: um, uh, what what's that? What's that other guy? Matt Bomer was
2: on the list once.
1: To play, was he? Yeah. And did you
2: say Ryan Gosling? yeah. Yeah. I think I think
1: any of those guys would be better. I mean, I don't know, I, like, I haven't seen Jamie Dornan, I don't think, in other
0: things, so he's probably a fine actor, but yeah. it's, he's just... <laughs> like, this might have hurt so his bad. career, but it was a big payday. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe those actors weren't looking for it. In fact, it was such a big payday, it was the... Let me find it, I just uh, had to it To be up.
2: fair, it didn't really hurt Dakota Johnson's career.
1: Yeah, she still yeah. got it. she still has work.
2: But I she... don't know what she was in. She was in the social network before this, right? she uh, had like a small role that. in that but either I'm way sure. she I'm got pretty paid. sure she was i'm pretty sure she was oh Wesley. wait yeah
1: she is she's she's the guy wait have you seen it social number? no i'm just reading her Her. yeah she's in... <laughs> she's in it for literally like two seconds yeah as as a college student who has sex with someone
2: Ooh, i don't i don't know if dakota johnson is even like a big well-known actress well I she's just, I... she she has famous
1: parents right she's like the daughter of some some actor
2: melanie griffith yeah um
0: all right. Tippi so
2: Hedren a, is her grandmother? Interesting.
0: So it got a worldwide total of uh, $569.7 uh, <laughs> million uh, dollars, uh, worldwide box office with a budget of $40 million, Which makes it the fourth highest grossing film directed by a woman. Behind yeah. Mamma Mia, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Wonder Woman.
1: Whoa, I did time. not even Panda know Kung 2? Fu Panda 2 was, it was directed by a woman.
0: That movie is a good movie. Let me just say that, at, at least at the end of its theatrical run, uh-huh. and it was the fourth highest-grossing rated R film of all time, behind Hangover Part Two, Passion of Christ, and Matrix Reloaded. Wow! I more think, than Deadpool. Wow! This is unacceptable. Yeah, okay. I mean, at the time, this came did come out before. Oh, oh, maybe yeah,
1: maybe.
2: You're you're looking at the Wikipedia here, right, yes. Ari? Yes. So I just, again, I want to talk about the director because it fascinates me. She's married she to Aaron Taylor this. Johnson. She is, and Erin Taylor-Johnson is like 20 years younger than her. Um, (laughs) Hey, the weird thing is, I don't know what Erin Taylor-Johnson's name is, but I do know that her uh, her, uh, maiden name is Taylor Wood. So I think it's just a coincidence that it became Taylor-Johnson. I'm looking at her inspirations for the film, and it's nine and a half weeks, last tango in Paris, and blue is the warmest color. And, like... Those are sex movies. Wait, she directed um,
1: Blue is the Warmest Color?
2: No, no, no. She cited those as Im- influences. Uh. Um, Blue is the Warmest Color. That's a movie. Um, Nine and a Half Weeks, that's a movie. Last Tango of Paris has Marlon Brando. That's also a film. But she she made the auditioning actresses read a monologue from Persona, which is an Ingmar Bergman film. Like, why is she taking this so seriously? Like, these are real movies she's talking about. Uh-huh. She made... it. <laughs> I I can't call her pretentious, but I will say, stop. You know what you're making. Don't pretend that it's art, because it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, I I
0: found this quote on the side of Wikipedia, take it with a grain of salt, as as with everything I found. But this directly relates to something we were talking about earlier. Director mm -hmm. Sam Taylor Johnson expressed that she found the novel's author, E.L. James, difficult to work with. Never mind, I thought uh, I was going to say uh, the novel difficult to work with, but it's actually the <sighs> novel's author.
2: Well, the, no- the uh, the oh god, the screenplay wasn't even the author, it's just a different person. It's also a woman. Oh, she wrote Venom, cool. <laughs> so, there you yeah. go. Uh, nice. She wrote yeah. Venom, Cruella, and Saving Mr. Banks, so, cool. Did you like the music, Wesley? Tom, Tom Hardy co-wrote the new Venom. Oh. Really? Yeah, Interesting. I, that's, that's Tom Hardy's cool. got jokes.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know the new one. I actually, that's something that we didn't talk about. Is when that trailer came out, I ended up watching it, and I think uh, we
0: did. I thought you, you, I thought you mentioned it. No, no, nah, I
1: don't think so. It's okay. like, eh, I don't
0: know. Anyway, the music. Um, I
1: don't remember particularly liking it, but I didn't write anything down about it, so I didn't hate it. Um, right. It
0: was Danny Elfman. Yeah, it had earned it by the weekend, and "Love Me Like You Do" by Ellie Gold- Golding.
1: Yeah, it mm-hmm. had it had songs. Um it had songs. <laughs> but uh yeah, nah, it was it was just meh.
2: I'm I'm just I'm I'm intrigued why you don't even seem to hate it. Like it's interesting that it that you you think it's the worst thing we've watched cuz well, like th-
1: Yeah, I I, I I didn't like it though. It was, and it was like really bad. I I just think it's really bad. Just it has very few redeeming qualities to me, but it's yeah. not just like it, it doesn't do anything that is hateable. It's just boring, and, like, I wouldn't really want to watch it again um, ever. So. It's
2: too long. It is it too long. should be that.
1: Yeah, I looked, and it was, like, 50 minutes in, and I was like, it feels like the plot is done, and it pretty much is because they kind of just have sex for, like, 40 minutes in, like, the middle half of this movie. Can,
2: can we talk about one more thing? First off, one of my notes is just two words, profound hunger, period. Does he say that? I don't know that? what that's about. I think he he says at the commencement speech that he gives, yeah. he says, I too know what it's like to feel profound hunger. Oh yeah, and this I that thought hurt. that was, was kind of so funny. funny. Mm-hmm. There... Also a second thing that I remembered. There is one point in this movie that I, I liked. And I said, in a better movie, that would have just been a minor thing that I liked. If you don't know what this film is about, somehow, right, when he puts her in the helicopter before he takes her to the place, right? And he's been like, my tastes are peculiar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he he puts her in the helicopter and then straps her in and you watch all the straps go on and then he tightens it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, if that was all that was, I'd be like, you know what? That's good foreshadowing. That was a director's choice uh-huh. that I like that. But then he says the line, no escape now. <laughs> 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 and and I remembered that the movie was based on Twilight. <laughs> um, yeah. the, the point that I wanted to make, though, is when, when there's like a point where they argue and he says and she's like, why are you into these things? And he said, if you if I told you, you'd never look at me the same way again. And I don't really know what he he says, like, he kind of just says, I need to do this to get my kicks. It's like, dog, we get it. That's how that's how these things work. But apparently
0: it goes deeper because of his
2: past. Some kind of childhood trauma. But but we already know about the vague childhood trauma before then, but she doesn't because she was asleep in that scene, which is, that's terrible because it's like, that's just, you're talking to the audience, but like, but like, I don't understand. Am I like missing something? Like, why does he say that?
0: Well, she eventually finds out about, you know, his mother's friend,
2: yeah, but, and I think that's what he's referencing. No, but he says this after, like, this is in the last twenty minutes of the movie. This is right before he does the. Yeah, the I don't six know. You, it's,
1: I think it's just a way for them to get you to watch the sequel, so you can find out what his dark past is.
2: Like, I don't know if the sequels go further, but like, it feels. Well, I mean, like, the next
1: one is called Fifty Shades Darker, so of course it's got to oh, go,
2: it's got to go further. I, I it's just like. 80% of the BDSM in this movie is just like she's tied to something which like is so so vanilla Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah there's like there's in, real, in the guys of
0: BDSM like
2: yeah. no not just in BDSM that's the same thing as just if you like hold her arms down you know yeah like that's just you're 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 restrained that's like I feel mm-hmm. like that's just the thing that happens uh-huh. you know uh-huh. if there's any slapping it's too too crazy yeah but like any physical contact nah yeah i was paying special attention to the to the slaps just to see how hard he was doing them i'm like is he going hard and they're like psh, psh, and it's like
1: yeah it doesn't feel like he's trying to like beat her it feels Which is good. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd not like the movie if it, <laughs> if it was that. But at the same time, the movie would be so much more interesting if she just hated it. And it's like, uh-huh. how do I get out of this relationship with this guy who's into well, some that's weird at the shit? That's literally what happens at the end. Yeah. Again, and you know but, what? Yeah, you're right. But I hated that, so I guess I'm wrong. The movie <laughs> wouldn't be better. Uh, I just, uh, I will say, did she direct? The, yeah, go, she didn't yeah, direct go. The
1: sequels no. Okay. Yeah, I will say there is a scene in this movie um, where it's so stupid. It's right after they've had sex for the first time. His mom comes over just to tell him to come to dinner with them. And then she just yep. leaves immediately. And I'm like, it's what like is this? Room. Is this the room? Like yeah, the that's room. literally yeah. what I thought. I was like, this is the <laughs> dumbest thing that she has like traveled this. She has like security and all this around her. And she's just come to ask him, be like, you should come to dinner with us sometime. And then just leaves. Which. I don't know. The script yeah. sucks.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I just accidentally spoiled the sequel for myself. Uh, I don't know what happens in it. Don't tell me. You're going <laughs> to watch actually, it? I don't
0: really. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Chloe will force me to will laugh at it one day.
3: guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. This movie uh, was anticipated to get an NC-17 rated by the director and stuff. And it, and it actually CBS got the screenwriter. G- but it got, yeah, it got actually got R rating, which is good, good for its, you know, financials in the release—it was this movie is banned in Indonesia, Kenya, Russia's North Caucasus, UAE, Papua New Guinea, Cambodia. Oh, dude, they can not
2: handle this in the North Caucasus.
0: No, even Nigeria can only handle it for a week before it was removed.
2: That's my favorite part: is they released it uncut in Nigeria and then said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait no, 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 no." <laughs>
0: yeah, they're been um, trying with China. And it <laughs> roughly 20 minutes were cuts from the film for screening in Vietnam, leaving no sex
2: scenes. That's almost as good as the UAE release of Borat, where they just cut 30 minutes out of the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember when she gets the first gift from him, and it's those first edition copies of the books? Yeah. And, and she reads the note, like the friend reads the note, and dakota johnson just goes that's a quote from tess of the d'herbervilles that was the worst line in the movie yeah (laughs) because it's just awkwardly thrown in and it was like oh that's right she's an english major but that doesn't have any bearing on the movie it's just to remind you she's an english major and then not do anything further with it and i remember that line specifically because it was like it it might have even been adr'd like i remember thinking that the delivery on that was like particularly awkward and then after that point i stopped paying attention to most of the dialogue because like most of it wasn't terrible anymore it was just like forgettable Mm -hmm. except for those few lines like the classic ones fuck the paperwork uh i teach i don't i don't make love i fuck hard which is (laughs) yeah. yeah also
1: like it the it what they should have done at some point is have a callback to like the the cable ties that he buys initially at her hardware store i don't think we ever see those again we don't see
2: them but he mentions them
1: yeah he mentions them but like i i feel like it'd be a a good a fun callback to be like she's like oh shit this is the stuff that i told you to buy and now we're using it but nope he just has a bunch of gray ties like
0: (laughs) i'm in too good for the movie
1: 50 gray ties
0: but have you guys heard of the film Fifty Shades Black? Yes. No. Yes. Well, it's a parody film that uh, did not do too well and I, the only reason I mention it is oh, actually, because the Wikipedia... Oh, actually, I have heard of this. Yeah, The only reason I mention it is because the Wikipedia doesn't even attribute this quote to anyone. It just says it was released in 2016 and described as less funny than the un- unintentionally funny film that's trying to lampoon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, see? Someone else gets something out of this. In yeah terms of the so the stuff? parody
0: the spoof of it was less funny than you know just it which is you know i say it's a testament to how ironically beautiful this film is
1: i guess so yeah
0: there's also a, a pornographic adaptation that was tried to be a thing but um it was called 50 shades of gray and xxx adaptation great name <laughs> <laughs> and then uh there was a lawsuit from universal they didn't want that to happen because of 50 shades Ra- rights and it was Lawsuit under the guise that it was not um, it violated its copyright and it was not a parody adaptation.
1: They could yeah. have just made it a parody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those that that ends all the fun facts I found on Wikipedia about it. But
2: yeah. All right. I, I, look, I don't have anything else to say. I think, but I don't hate it. It's just not very good. You know. Um.
0: I don't know three, how I'm three and a half it. out of ten you know it's uh, I don't know I gotta think on this
2: it's 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 in theory it's better than the twilights but the writing is just so bad that I can't rate it higher than most of them but the writing is
0: what makes it the writing is what makes it durable like able to be
2: watched that's true because it's so funny that's true this would it would have nothing if not for that script mm-hmm. but it's also not a good script so I don't know how to you know the the room is funny but like sauce are terrible so yeah i, I think I this know.
0: was more entertaining to watch in the room in a lot of ways
2: i suppose nah well we didn't see the sex scenes in the room so <laughs> that's true oh true <laughs> true maybe maybe they're better i don't okay. know
0: it's a movie i guess yes mm. well thank you for going through that with me guys yeah, yeah thank
2: you for,
1: for that 69th episode special
0: um, yeah, but it's not over because we have some things from the Reddit, don't we, Wesley? Yeah, yeah.
1: I just want to highlight a, a couple things that uh, have have been building up on the Reddit. First of all, um, just this isn't a question; it's a, it's a comment which you can you can leave on the Reddit. Um, we actually love to hear what you guys think of the movies that we talk about on here, and mm-hmm. uh, we have Rita has said on the Reddit um, a m- meaning of the title for daisies. Uh, so she she has this theory she says mm-hmm. in flower language daisies symbolize innocence and purity now i don't know if that just means that like that is what daisies represent or if there is actually a language that is flower no, that language. was my first question um, and if so that's that's uh, epic but um, there is like a victorian like, can you thing. speak in flower like or do you speak um, to like flowers each
0: flower has its own meaning in like <laughs> a victorian code it reminds me of like amy
1: amy adams and jake gyllenhaal just recently bought the rights to produce this book that has just come out about this woman who has a theory of how trees communicate with each other i don't know man
2: but it's gonna be a movie
1: um of talking to trees
2: um flower language is okay this is actually interesting i read about this at some point um flower language has multiple meanings just saying that is like a very broad term but there is a point where spies would use flowers to mean various things. So, like a a rose might indicate like uh you know, uh, meet me at, and then a different flower would be like the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's neat. I so think rose, referring tulip, to... tulip, daisy would be like meet me at sundown under the bridge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um,
2: but like in Victorian England, like certain flowers would be, um like code for like sexual desires because you know victorian england you couldn't say things but if uh-huh. you gave a girl uh, a rose it's like meet me at the shed i'll fuck you you know like ah i see <laughs> of
1: course of course
2: it's the same meaning today really yeah Daisy's being innocence in that context might be you know don't meet yeah. me in the
1: shed and fuck me
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so rita says in flower language avoid Daisy's... the shed at all
1: costs is <laughs> yeah. what that means daisies symbolize innocence and purity uh she says i quote i think this is supposed to emphasize the irony that these female characters who at the time were expected to be mild-mannered innocent and submissive are committing such hedonistic acts idk i have to wait two weeks until i can see daisies but this is my take
0: when did she say that one month ago (laughs) (laughs) so I, i i think that interpretation is better than i remember i was saying on the podcast yeah i don't Interesting. i don't even know if we came up with, like with our
1: own theories as to why it's called
0: daisies no we oh. talked a little bit about it we talked about like just like maybe it just means nothing mm-hmm.
1: but yeah no yeah, that, yeah that's I, I, a I
2: good know. intro that makes enough sense to be probably true mm-hmm. yes
1: yeah cool and then uh user jmd8 uh who's recommended stuff in the past uh recommended for your consideration uh posts good film. another thought experiment uh he says Ooh. after reading this uh and I'll, I'll say what this is it's a link to an article. Um, Are there any movies you would like to give a different title to that, wait, okay, are there any movies you would like to give a title, different title to more, oh, sorry, are there any movies you would like to give a different title to more reflect what you think it should have
2: been called? Fifty Shades of Grey should have been called Bad Movie. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> bad Movie 4. <laughs> yeah. Should
1: have been called Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Anyway, I will... Yeah. But, but first, while you guys are thinking about uh, some alternate movie names, um, the article that JMD8 links to uh, is... Say, the, the headline is, Zack Snyder wanted Batman v. Superman to be called Son of Sun and Knight of Knights. Um... I hate that. That it's it's, but it's like the different, you know, the the hall uh, hol- oh, no. I I like, get it. Yeah, I get it. It's I just it's, hate it. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, I hate that. I don't know why I thought that would have been a good idea at all because no one would see that movie. Um, no one would even understand. I feel like <laughs>
0: just about every DC movie that I can think of is named pretty poorly. Yeah, like yeah. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the uh, was the other um. Jo- i feel like joker could be named something just... mm.
1: i mean at least with joker they yeah. name it the name of the thing so people know like man of steel when that came out originally i don't even i didn't even know that was a superman because i know like that's one of his like main nicknames like the dark yeah. knight but it's like just call it super if you're starting if you're trying to start a cinematic universe around this just call it superman like with the marvel mm-hmm. movies they just call it the name yeah. and it's kind of the best option because people know
0: what it means i think there's bet it's better to be have some creativity there I'm thinking like The Emancipation of Harley Quinn whatever is a whatever the fuck that movie was called is a bad decision but I like I like The Dark Knights, you know as you
2: know Emancipation of whatever I hate
0: the series you know names being like because I remember I watched the Dark Knight Rises thinking it was the first one in the trilogy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I didn't know what the other ones were called. I saw Dark yeah. Knight Rises I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like the first <laughs> one of the trilogy." That was the last one of the trilogy. So I'm like, "Oh, of course, it's Dark Knight with no like subtitle, like with subtitle." Because I didn't know Batman Begins was a thing. But Batman Begins, which each of them sound like they could be the first. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. No, no. That's yeah. more of a me problem not knowing what they're all called initially to make that decision, but Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, the quote in here is uh, I, it, it Snyder says I remember when there was a back and forth That I had with the studio Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice was like the only title That Warner Bros. liked The whole V instead of versus It was like this crazy negotiation I was like, guys, can't we just do something like Son of Sun and Night of Night Or something that's a little bit more poetic And they were like, absolutely not I was like, is it a Good job, case? producers Yeah, so good job, Warner Brothers. Um Batman v Superman, that name makes sense <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And any any other names that that uh, Well, you There guys... are a lot of
2: names that I like. Do like, yeah. I'm and those just are easier think to of think of. Names. I'm like looking at movies we've done for the podcast, but like most of these have a, a name either has to be like obvious symbolism or a very simple reference to what the movie is. You mm. know, like for example,
0: I like the Boris Subsequent movie film Olivia. Uh, pre- progetus bribes to the american regime to make benefit the glorious nation of kazakhstan
2: that absolutely fits the tone of that movie yeah um it also plays uh, the long ass name of the first one um you know like close encounters of the third kind that's what that movie about it's about close encounters of the third variety yeah know? but it's not just like yeah
0: aliens in utah whatever the
2: place is called i'd it. watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> that's all you know about the movie in (laughs) in theory I think the film Aliens has a bad title but it also works I like the idea of a sequel just being more of because that's what that movie is it's more xenomorphs you know Um, Uh, Predators is the same thing Uh, the second Robocop is not called Robocops and that's why it's a shit movie (laughs) Dawn of the Rise of the the Planet of the Apes those also have backwards names uh, War of the Planet of the Apes is more the second one I feel I feel like all the Star Wars ones. I saw. I don't know. I saw a TikTok a while
0: back where they reorganized all the names to different movies, and it made far more sense. Yeah. Then Attack again, it was of a TikTok I saw one, but... Truly yeah.
2: accurate title in there.
1: Yeah. Um, what does the Force Awakens mean? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Uh, what is the, the last, last Skywalker? Skywalker mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst one. Um, I remember there was like a big when, I, when uh, the Last Jedi. Oh, sorry, Last Jedi. Right, name yeah, Rise announced was announced.
0: Yeah, Last Jedi. Um, all,
2: mm. When they announced that title. Everyone was like, what does that mean? Is it Jedi singular or Jedi plural and I, I just put maybe the, it's the I put previous the Wiki- Jedi. I put the Wikipedia article into Spanish just to see if the title would change and it said like Los Jedi and I was like oh so it is plural <laughs> like that's uh-huh. just the you know so uh-huh. I fantastic beast where what? to find them is trash
1: oh that's terrible Terrib- and the fact that terrible, now yeah. it's the fantastic beast and where to find them colon the crimes of Grindelwald terrible that's a terrible title
2: yeah yeah um which is a shame because the first one's alright, i suppose i
1: i really like like the first one but yeah the naming they've they've stuck themselves into a hole with the naming there.
2: it should just be it should be called fantastic beasts and then like in parentheses and where to find them that'd be good and then the second one could be called fantastic beasts colon grindelwald or something yeah i mean that that makes sense but it could be like yeah i don't know
0: where to find them could be like the line the witch the wardrobe part of narnia because yes. that's kind of the title, but like... I'm not sure if that's actually what people consider the title. But to me, it's not.
2: In general, the Harry like, Potter yeah. movies have pretty solid names. They all correspond to their thing. Deathly Hollows mostly isn't about the Deathly Hollows, though. Um, but also, what, would, what Harry Potter and he kills Voldemort. Like, what else do you call yeah, it? I mean, you know, I mean, the
0: thing is, like, it's just... It's based on the books. And, yeah, you yeah. know, I haven't read the books, so I can't really critique.
2: Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think Doctor of other movies Doctor Strange, I Love, can't.
0: Or, Why, How I Stopped, Learning, Worrying, and Love the Bomb.
2: I think that works. <sighs> I don't I, know. I'd argue that Birdman also has, like, Birdman or the something-something virtue of ignorance, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Unexpected virtue of... Ignorance, yeah. How do you guys feel about punctuation?
0: Or, like, stick when they do weird shit like that?
2: Uh, I'm fine with it if it works. Uh, well, like,
0: is 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 Once Upon a Time ellipses in Hollywood?
2: I don't understand what that is, but it's a Tarantino movie. He can do whatever, I guess. It's probably... It's an obscure reference to something. There's a lot of Once Upon a Time movies, though. Like, there's Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. There's Once Upon a Time in America, in China, in... I want to say there's two different in Japan's. Um, Does Die Hard make sense? No. No. Th- that... I'm not complaining. It's a fine title. It's a fine But title. it also is not a okay. sentence yeah. that works.
1: Because also, like, well, because it kinda, it's like live for your die hard, right? But it's like, it's yeah. not a movie about protecting freedom. It's about killing these German terrorists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. uh,
2: Mulholland Drive is a fine title. Rare yeah. Window is a good title. I think both um, those, those are great titles. I, I was going to say Watership Down, but Watership Down is. The name of a place like it is called watership down down being a type of hill but when you don't know what that means that's a very strange title yeah. you know
1: but even even if you do like that's just the hill where they go make their but that's not even where the hill where most of the action happens like most of the action happens in the 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 grove or whatever where that the warlord that's is.
2: true it, it could have been called the grove and it would be the same movie and it would Watership uh, watership down is a a few good men. Nah. A few good men. We talked a lot about twelve monkeys. <laughs> twelve monkeys. Yeah, we had a big discussion about twelve angry men. Is an accurate title. Uh huh. Um. Except some of them aren't really angry. Some of them are pretty timid. So it should be called twelve men of varying emotions and and mental states. But Mission uh-huh. Impossible
0: is a terrible movie because they all happen to be possible at the end. <laughs> I'm just. Messing. That's it.
2: That's a good one because the you were talking about colons and punctuation it is yeah. mission colon impossible dash and then the name really? of the movie
0: well
1: because because the show was just mission colon impossible
2: mission impossible
1: oh
0: dash uh okay
2: i think mean that mm, I guess tom that cruise does sense. a stunt or whatever the movies are called you uh-huh. know zootopia could be called zootropolis zootropolis uh-huh. zootopia zootown etc yeah um zootropolis is a bad name zootopia is an obvious pun it like it oh yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> i think frozen has a bad title really i like it yeah like it's not a bad title it's just it could have been better because it's like it could have been called the ice queen which is probably what it's based on oh um, uh, i don't like that yeah uh little mermaid is fine captain
0: america civil war i, I think it might just be the uh Captain America Civil War. I don't like it.
1: It's the name of the
2: comic that it's based on, but it's not even, like, similar to that. It's not... Okay, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Interstellar is is an accurate title. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? No. Why are we still talking? We're just saying words at this point. A Hot Lead is a great title. Yes. Because... Because no one knows what that is. Yep. Dawn of the Damned is good. Uh, (laughs) Most of the time...
0: Movies do a good job naming things. Usually, yeah.
2: I think it's more interesting when foreign films have to change the title into their language that it becomes interesting. Yeah. I, I want to say that Finding Nemo in one language is just called Missing Fish. <laughs> it's like, that's a fun name for a movie, Missing uh-huh. Fish. <laughs> um, I,
1: I want to go see Missing Fish at the, at the cinema. I, yeah. yeah. Finding Dory is...
3: Uh, i will I say uh, uh there's there's this like you can't be an- finding nemo too. there's this french so animated trails.
1: movie about aliens called the planet sauvage which means like like yeah. wild, wild planet but in english it's called fantastic planet so i don't know that's they, true that's okay, weird yeah. that they changed that
0: i have a question for you guys yeah the movie goodfellas mm-hmm. what was that named after goodfellas
1: pizza i don't
0: know is it named after the pizza is the pizza (laughs) named after the movie are they both named after a mob or because
1: it's a name for mobsters in the movie like that's what they say like that's what they say in the movie they say hey
2: we're a couple of goodfellas am i right boys no it's it's
1: like slang for a mobster it's like yeah
0: and is the pizza place named after that movie or at least how they reference the movie always it's probably named after the movie
2: I, i feel like it's named after the movie it's either named after the movie or unrelated, or is Goodfellas
0: already slaying for monsters before the film?
1: I mean, I think it was because Goodfellas uh, okay. is based on a true story.
0: Um, yeah,
1: but I but I don't know if the pizza is based off of gangsters.
0: Okay. Well, I think that exhausts that yeah. thought that thought experiment. Thank you very much. I like that a lot. That was just five minutes of
2: us saying words names. <laughs> <Probably laughs> if longer, I enjoyed that it, fell long yeah all right do you want me to do the recommendations then yeah but
1: first i'd like you to do our guest recommendation
2: that is true we have a guest coming on the podcast it is none other than Brittany weinstock sister of stephen weinstock uh girlfriend of nick gohagan um Mm. singer of songs uh she has recommended a movie that she talks about a lot um it is a movie that understandably she knows a lot about music, so she has recommended a music movie. Not a musical, mind you. Oh. It is a historical drama about a musician. I'm a dance. <laughs> uh she's recommended the film Cold War by Pavel Pawelowski. Uh, this is... was nominated for an Oscar a couple years ago, 2018. Oh yeah. So it's almost 90 minutes. Work? Is this gonna be I'll get to that in okay. a second. I'll get to that in a second. It is a Polish film, uh, but it it is free on uh, Prime. Go ahead and watch that. I've heard it's good. I've not seen it, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was going to do, as you know, I've been doing Cue the Jazz. As you know, I've been doing Film School here. Uh, we did Australian New Wave. We did French New Wave. We did Czech New Wave. What I was going to do is originally I was going to recommend a New Wave this week. And then next week I was going to do, or next episode, I was going to do... Uh, the new Hollywood wave and specifically because there's a lot going on in new Hollywood um, it is most movies of the 70s I was going to do something interesting I kept picking archetypal films from each wave I thought it'd be fun to do the movie that killed the new wave right Mm. I was going to recommend a film called uh, Heaven's Gate by Michael Cimino the guy that did Deer Hunter turned around and then made one of the worst films of all time They killed an entire studio and then destroyed the new wave and after that studios regained more control than they had had in the previous decade because they're like we can't make another box office bomb like that Mm -hmm. i thought that'd be fun that movie is three and a half hours long and terrible as you said it's apparently it's not that bad it's just the theatrical cut was fucked with to an extent that it became terrible And then subsequent versions have been better, but also understandably not marketable. Um, But I was like, why would I do that? Why would I end on a movie that is long and you might hate? Um, So what I did is I moved this week's movie that I was going to do to next week. And we'll talk about a new wave then. Because I realized I might not have time in a guest episode to do my whole history rant and then also talk about two movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Last last time with the two movies for the Czech wave was different because it's like... We talked about them an equal amount, but I, I decided, you know what? For just this week, because the Hollywood new wave is too big, and we've also done movies from it in the past, Wild Bunch, uh, uh, Chinatown, those are both new Hollywood films. I decided, you know what? This week I'll do something different. I'm doing a movie that comes just, just at the tail end of new Hollywood. So I could technically incorporate it if I want to, um, but it also ties into Britney's movie and that it is about mu- music. I am recommending Amadeus by Miloš who Milo- ah! oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talked it. about in the Czech episode. It is one of the directors oh. that I talked about really liking. Um, Amadeus is long. It is three hours, but mm. Brittany's movie is only an hour and a half. So I decided it's fine. Also, the version that is most easily accessible is the extended version. It is three hours. The theatrical version is two hours forty. The th- I've only seen the extended version because that's the version that I own. Um, but I think it's worth it. It adds things that are actually good. So okay, watch the All version right. that I, I provide to you. Just know it's a bit long. You can watch it in segments. I think it's entertaining enough that it, it's not, you know, for Ari, it's not going to be closely watched Trains or Contempt. This is a, a film that I think you will enjoy. Wes okay. has seen it, so I know it's a movie he enjoys. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I think it'll be fun to do two back-to-back music movies, and also, uh, Brittany has a funny story about uh, Amadeus, because Stephen's laugh is exactly the same as Amadeus's laugh in the movie, and once you've said that, you will never hear Stephen's laugh the same way again. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also,
0: I have a question. So, when you say next week, you were going to do the other movie, or is it next your turn?
2: Next Sorry, next, I'm not next, doing my the other turn. Movie. No, 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 no. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> that makes more sense. So there won't be any history. Also, before anyone says anything, I need to get the adibreed in real quick. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. Honey, buy honey. It only takes. It's free. It's one click. It will save you money. It finds coupon from everywhere. Do honey.com forward slash postpone. We like money, and honey will get us money. We'll save you money on anything you want to buy. It scours the internet for coupons and we will get them for you. Money, money, money. I recently bought a certain gift honey, for a certain darling. someone whose birthday is coming up soon, and I saved money on honey. So that's a little story for me. So go to honey, get your honey, honey, honey
2: cool is do, do, that the end of the do, episode do, 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 no no do, no do, no do. Yeah, yeah, oh you got- wait I do the outro you do, you do it out yeah <gasps> that's all we have time for on this episode of Postpone if you like this episode of Postpone go ahead and leave a comment on the subreddit go ahead and favorite this episode if that's even a thing that your podcast platform does because it might not do that but if you can leave a review or a rating go ahead and do that uh go ahead and share this episode if you want to never Mm -hmm. asked you to do that before getting a little getting a little kinky are we Uh, (laughs) if you want to recommend a movie for us you can also do that on the subreddit the link will be in the show notes below as they call it in Mm -hmm. the podcast industry it's not the description it's the show notes Mm -hmm. um watch those movies if you want to uh they are again cold war and amadeus Um, questions
0: and thought experiments welcome
2: Yes, thought experiments, please ask us our opinions on the trolley problem. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. And also, ask us, what is our favorite shade of gray? Mine is slate. What's yours? Bye.
0: Two things with that. with the river thing two things with that first one is there was a clue it says up the river that was the last clue yeah which was you know maybe it's double meaning jail i know that was jail but apparently that means jail and also like literally a river and also i think her goal was she can die whenever she wants Just her body will resurface at some point just because they find her body doesn't mean how long it's been missing in the river Oh, uh, yeah. Or I mean, if his only alibi by is a sister, and then, his alibi is at the beach, like for we assume he was there for hours, long enough to like do the blood, clean it up. Who knows? I mean, he's gone. We can assume he's gone for a while. Yeah. But again, that could be... That's something that could be planned for a long time. Yeah. And I, that implies, I think, being that they had... When they were talking about uh, Ben having his affair there, or Nick having his affair there, um, that's... She it's one of the places where she doesn't go, and she never goes in the shed, and you know, makes sense because they never found it for like a while. Because also she didn't do that all at once. So, I mean, she had to buy things, store them, probably stored in the shed. Who knows? Low robot dog. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yes. He he did. I think he looked into the camera and said it. <laughs> Sure. Uh.